The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night, all day. Yeehaw, Theo Vaughn. Yeehaw. Amen, man. Good to see you, my friend. Gang, baby, good to see you too, it's been a man. Wild, dude. I haven't seen you in a fucking year. I know it's been a while. Crazy. Yeah, I almost saw you at the. Um, well, thanks for the tickets to the uh, fight. Oh, anytime, man. Anytime. Poor Ian McGregor. Fight. Let me know. That was a wild one. Oof. Yeah, it's different being in the crowd because you can't hear what the announcers are saying. Yeah, they used to have a thing that you could get at the concession stand that was like a little radio, and it allowed you to tune into the commentary. So if something happened or someone got injured or something, like you could, you could hear it. Oh, wow. Yeah, they used to sell that. I don't know why they don't do that anymore. They need to go back to doing that. Yeah, because you're just kind of asking the toughest guy in your row what's going on, I felt like. <laughs> but th sometimes they don't even know. Sometimes shit, we don't even know. Yeah. Sometimes I have to ask the production, can you rewind that? Like, what happened? So if you're seeing some guy moving around and like he looks like he's in agony and the referee doesn't say anything, you're like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. I guess if the action's far on the other side of the cage, then you guys are kind of a little bit in the dark, huh? Sometimes when a guy's back is turned to you, you don't see if he got kicked in the nuts or poked in the eye. You, yeah. you miss a lot of stuff. Like That's yeah. the beautiful thing about having that button. Like I, I press this button and I talk to the truck and I go, hey, can you rewind that for me? Like, show me what happened. Yeah. Because sometimes like someone will complain about a nut shot and it turns out it's not a nut shot. It's like they hit them a good in a good spot, but they're pretending that it's a nut shot. Oh, to take some time to get a yeah. breather, maybe. Guys have done that before. I, I would do that. <laughs> Oh, I would do that out of the gate, man. I would do that. <laughs> I would hit myself in the nuts and call timeout. <laughs> the problem is when the audience sees that you didn't really get hit in the nuts, ooh, they uh, get so mad. And then you feel that sting. Yeah. You know, it's like then they want you to lose. And then when the other guy starts teeing off on you, the audience cheers. And uh, you're like, shit, now they hate me. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I would. I bet I would still do it. But I, would, <laughs> I would take the pain, man. Some of those fights just are so grueling. It's a crazy oh, way to make a living. Yeah. D Dustin's on top of the world right now. God yeah. damn, he's on fire, dude. He's on fire. He's got the big title shot coming up against Charles Oliveira. Yeah. That's a great fight. Yeah, Oliveira didn't lose since uh, uh, Felder, I think, was the last time that he lost. I think you're right. That yeah. was different. That was he, Yeah, Felder fucked him up with elbows from the top. Yeah, I'm so excited, man. Yeah, he's got a real good shot, but uh, but Oliveira is so technical, man. He's like he's so beautiful the way he moves, man. Everything he does is perfect. Like his jujitsu is perfect, his striking's perfect. Yeah. But oh, he's know, like a flamingo. He's like yeah. that violent flamingo. Flamingo. <laughs> to me, in a way, you know, when I see him, he's more of a. Uh, it has almost a ballet to it, and I, I don't mean that yeah. in like a negative term. That guy's a real tough and talented man. I know but. what you're saying. It's just beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's very technical. Like his his everything he throws, it's like his punches, his kicks, even his submissions. It's all perfect technique. Yeah, he's one of the most interesting guys to watch for me because, uh, you know, he never is out of position. He never like winds up like wild and throws like big crazy shit. Yeah. You know, everything is like straight down the pipe. Everything is perfect position. Like if you were gonna study a, a striker or even a grappler, or you just want to study someone's technique. Oliveira is a great guy to study. Yeah, because he just does everything right. Yeah, I, I mean, you've you've turned. I think you've turned on a lot of people to the to the sport, but definitely me. Uh, uh, I you know learned it from you, from Brendan, just from hearing you guys talk about it enough. I used to be afraid when the women would fight each other. <laughs> I would be like, this has to stop. You know what I'm saying? 
I just felt so bad for the ovaries for the future children. Oh, I would that's just be hilarious. Sca- but now I'm like, if I see Shevchenko get in there, dude, I'm oh. freaking doing the spins in the living room. I'm freaking going all, you know? Dude, she's an assassin, dude. Oh, that man. That lady's an assassin. It's been, yeah, that whole world. Uh, Do you think she's a spy? Uh, no. If you if you were going to have a spy come over here from Russia, wouldn't, wouldn't it be Ooh. Valentina Shevchenko? Right? Well, what's the other options? Well, she's a just a straight up assassin like a real martial arts killer which is what she really is but like if it was a james bond movie yeah tell me she wouldn't be the greatest spy of all time she fucks up everybody yeah and they're looking for a new james bond i think she would be great bro she's got a gun tattooed does she she got a gun tattooed on her hip right here oof see if you can find valentina shevchenko's gun tattoo she's a serious competitive shooter too like oh really a serious markswoman like a do gunner? Say, do you say Markswoman? I've never said that before. Marksman or Mark Swain? I was going to say Marksman. Mark Swain? Mark Swain. Like a, like a... Look at her. Bro. Oh, damn, boy. That's a, a beautiful and terrifying woman. My God, I'd let her shoot me. <laughs> I would, brother. <laughs> I would freaking let her shoot me. As long as she did CPR after, I'd freaking <laughs> let her put a couple in me, dog. Yeah, she's wow. Sure. She's no. straight up killer. She is. Is what is she like in person? Is she a sweet lady? Oh, it's very sweet. Yeah. Very sweet. Super intelligent, man. She speaks four different languages. She's uh, you know, just a very interesting person. She travels for experiences. Like she she went to South America just for the experience of of uh, taking in different cultures. She lived there for a little yeah. while. She's a totally different kind of person. Like very I- intense person. But also like you know her her approach to martial arts very interesting mm. you know she's uh, like when you watch her fight she's another one like you talk about Oliveira everything she does is perfect yeah. the way the way she fires shots off the way she holds her hands up she never lets her heels touch the ground she's always bouncing around and moving she's yeah. a she's an a, amazing example to watch if you were a person that wanted to learn martial arts like who who should i mimic like look mm. at her, look at her look how she moves yeah Amazing. Yeah, that whole world's fascinating, man. Yeah, I'm excited for Dustin, man. I'm excited. It's exciting. The yeah, being being able to kind of get to know him over the years has been cool. And yeah, just that whole universe, man. Seeing all these like it's just so. Because I was always afraid to fight when I was a kid. You know, I was always like it was like that would be the hardest thing. You yeah, know, fighting scary. So seeing people do it and like you know, and that's their way to express themselves, kind of. Um, and make a living. I mean, that's how oh. Dustin makes his money, which is crazy. Yeah. Imagine your whole, all the money to pay for food and your house all relies on you punching people in the face. Damn. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. I would sneak around and do it. I don't know if I would do it like, <laughs> I wouldn't do it like sanctioned. It's just such a nerve wracking way to make a living because also like, you know, Dustin had to get uh, surgery on his hip. You know, he's had stem cells and shit. Guys are always breaking their hands. Like your, your body is also what you need to make a living and bodies are vulnerable. They yeah. break. And Louisiana stem cells, them bitches probably had shrimp in them, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that thing probably had a booyah base in it or something. (laughs) I bet he went out of state. I bet he has rice in his hip right now. (laughs) Some filler. Oh, they definitely put a little extra something in there. I bet he went out of state for those stem cells. Yeah, but that that whole world's so exciting, man. I'll tune into all the fights, man. I'll watch it even... 
I've even illegally streamed it, if I'm real honest, <gasps> man. I know. Why would you do that when you have all that money? I don't know, man. <laughs> I, you know, I haven't done it a lot, but... <laughs> it just was tempting? Yeah, I think it was just... I was at a different place. I probably wasn't doing real well, you know, and I just illegally Mentally? streamed it. Yeah, just... You know, yeah, I didn't have it. I didn't have the thing. Or now you go to different cities, you can't. You get your thing in the certain zone. They're like, you're not in this oh. state. You can't do it or whatever. Well, ESPN Plus works everywhere. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, son. you just called me out on that one. That's <laughs> but I've also paid for a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> the I illegal streaming is wild. It's like it's kind of amazing they've been able to lock it up as much as they have. Yeah, because basically anything that is like streaming online, there's some wizard out there that knows how to hack into that shit, pull that feed out and put it on something else it's yeah. just standard you know yeah i think i mean obviously if you pay for it you get the real you're but you know you're more guaranteed to hear what's going on you get the full deal yeah i like that sometimes when i watch fights i watch it in spanish just because i don't want to listen to commentary I just oh yeah watch the fight mm. and i like listening i like it listening to music in other languages because I, I don't know what the fuck they're saying well i like that Sometimes. Oh, yeah. I like listening to people talk in other languages because yeah. I don't have to know anything. That's not what I mean. I mean the sound. Like, what do you mean? Like the Gypsy Kings. Like, sometimes I like listening to songs that are in a language that I don't understand. So I just, I just like to hear the sound of it all. Yeah. Like, the way that, the, like, I don't know what they're saying, but it sounds beautiful, you know? Yeah. You yeah. ever do that? Uh, let me think what I've heard. I've listened to some tribal music. Oh, okay. Um... Dude, I went through a period, I was watching like funerals, like Middle Eastern kind of um, funerals online that were, and they're like five hours long, some of them, and it's all <laughs> like these chants and the people coming in in different robes and stuff. Oh, wow. And that, you know, that's like a nice filler. I'll use the Calm app, I guess, sometimes. The Calm app? It's just like an app where people- oh, Calm. Yeah. yeah. I thought you were saying the Calm map. No. The Calm map? Calm app. No, yeah, calm app. Yeah, calm um, is good. Does that yeah. help you sleep? Yeah, I think peace is becoming at a premium, I think. Getting yeah. getting some separation from stuff. Well, you moved to Nashville, huh? Yeah, I did. Did that give you peace? It's definitely different. Like, is it better? What, what caused the move? Like, what, what made you want to move? Well, I didn't know if Los Angeles was ever going to be the same again. It's not. Apparently they they realized there you have it. <laughs> Virginia that just the, the because of the elections the Virginia just went Republican and Los Angeles just passed some new sweeping uh, legislation about homelessness. They're going to clean up all those tents and shit. Apparently, mm -mm. where are they going to put them? Exactly. They went. It, they let it get too big. And there's literally a hundred thousand people on the streets. Oh, the park by my apartment. There's freaking Joe Biden's aquarium out there, dude. It's a bunch <laughs> of people. Just playing with the, I mean, there's a guy had a femur the other day in the park. They found like a human femur, you know, he'd really? written like, yeah, like there's people out. I mean, there's some dicey stuff. One guy gotten a hold of a um, high school drum kit, right? Can you, this is, this is the toughest part. So this guy in the park, he's out there playing a high, like a. You know, at a high school drum, the, yeah. the shiny drum. Yeah. This dude, I mean, all night, all hours, off hours. Like, so while people are trying to sleep, oh, then he's in the park. Like they're annoyed that these people are in the park, anyway. Yeah, and then they get this. You know, I don't know how they get the equipment. <coughs> um, and the guy's playing like uptown. I think he even found like the sheet music that they use at high schools. Oh, he's playing God. like uh, 
Carly Rae Jepsen, like, call, here's my number, call me, man. Like, he's just like, it was horrible, man. So when did you move? What what month did you move? Let me see. A year ago, I started looking for places over yeah. there. So you, you gave it six, eight months with the pandemic, and then you're like, fuck this. This is not opening back up. Yeah, I just didn't know. I, and I still don't know exactly what things will be like. And... um. And also, I mean, there's tax savings. Like, I definitely save money by living in Tennessee. This, what's Tennessee? You have lower state taxes? Yeah, there's no state tax. Oh, like like Texas. Like Texas, yeah. yeah. So that obviously is nice, you know, to save a little bit of money. Imagine going from this to California. You'd be like, wait a minute. Why am I giving you this money? Yeah. When you get how much? 13%. That's a fucking agent and a manager, right? That's like a, a, that's a manager and a business manager. Yeah, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. And what are you doing? You're making people camp out in front of my fucking house? Yeah. And you're giving them freaking high school drum equipment? And you're telling people they have to have a vaccine to go to a bathroom? Like, yeah. It's... Yeah, there was just, yeah, I, I just didn't know. It was too much. It started to become too much, and I just don't know if it's ever going to be the same. And a lot of, uh, you know, people were leaving. Some people were leaving, you know. You left, uh, Tom left. And not like you're left forever. It's not like you're, like. I'm, I've left forever. Right. Yeah. But it's not like you're like, cannot go back to there to visit, though. I'm not going back to visit. Really? Fuck that place. No way. Done. Are you really? Done. Dun, 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 dun. I'll go back and do shows like one every now and then. Well, so there you go. Right. One a year. But that's a lot. I'll drop into the forum. But that's like Santa. He comes freaking once a year. Yeah, that's what I'm going to be like. Okay. Okay. I'm going to be like Rogie Claus. Dashing I just, through the woods. I, I, I despise the government there. I despise it. I despise yeah. their smugness, the way they feel it's okay to close down restaurants and businesses, the way they feel it's okay to just tell people that you have no choice. Yeah, they it felt like the, like, I don't know. I didn't feel as much like a person there. I feel more like a human being, I think, in Tennessee. Nashville's the shit, man. We were just there. We were just there. Uh, Dave and I were there like uh, three weeks ago, two weeks ago. Not even. Last week? Yeah. Yeah, last week. It was awesome. Yeah, it's nice, man. Uh, it's really nice. I mean, it's like, it's just, nor it's like a, you forget what a regular city is kind of like yeah. when you leave, like Los Angeles, you're in like, a, um, I always feel like I'm in like the airport, you know, like that, uh, Los Angeles, the whole thing feels like an airport to me. Like everyone's transient. Yeah, like even when you leave your while. place, you're right. you're it's all an airport. It's like a layover. Right, a layover. That's a good way to put it. The whole existence there feels like a layover. Um, yeah, it doesn't feel like people are completely invested in living there. Right. And they all are there for a reason. They're all there to get a job, get a gig, get. It's too. Sh it's so showbiz related, whether people want to admit it or not. Yeah. It's showbiz related, and now it's become oddly like internet showbiz related. Like, there's all these TikTok stars that show up at these restaurants and fill restaurants up. Yeah, it's um like a mobbing or something, or yeah, TikTok like takeout or something. I think there's like different things. Yeah. Well, like a lot of the like, uh, there's a lot of these high end restaurants. Like I went to Craig's, and you know Craig from Craig's was there was this woman over there. And she was taking pictures with her phone, just fucking. He was letting me know she's a big TikTok star. Damn. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> but meanwhile, what is she a star for? She's just, just being herself. She's just her. Yeah. And she's got a lot of TikTok followers. So she has to like TikTok her meals and TikTok her face <sighs> and TikTok her surroundings. But like he was treating her like 
she was a star like she's a grammy winner winner it was weird yeah it did yeah i guess it's weird man everything's freaking weird everything feels like doesn't everything feel weird it's like everything shifted to another dimension yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. Like we we woke up yeah. and everything was like, you know, inst- you remember when um Yeah. you had a, a radio station and yeah. you'd be in between radio stations, you'd kind of pick up a little bit of one, a little bit of like if you were driving. Yeah. That's what it feels like. It feels like we drove into another station. Like everything's similar but not the same. Uh-uh. And you see people and they almost don't like well, one thing I do, th- I think I, some people I feel like are just disappearing, kind of. How so? Well, because, like, there's no workers anymore, they say, at places. You go in, it's like, we're hiring, we're, but people are everywhere. It's like, where is ever has everybody, I feel like sometimes people are just disappearing, you know? Well, I think a lot of that was unemployment benefits. Like, I knew a dude, <clears throat> he's a uh, bartender, mm-hmm. and uh, he and was coming he back like? to work. <clears throat> uh, he looked like a regular guy. Um, but he was coming back to work okay. and he um, told his boss that he could only work 20 hours a week mm-hmm. because if he worked any more, he wouldn't get his unemployment. Oh, so, I see. So he worked 20 hours a week and then he was getting his unemployment. So he's working 20 hours a week. He was making $80,000 a year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't dude. hate the guy. No, you can't. That's the system. But the, the the dude who was employing him was so frustrated because he's like, "Come on, man! I took care of you for right. years, and you know, you worked for me. We we had a good relationship. You know, we took care. I, we took care of our employees." And he's like, "But now, you're kind of fucking me over here, man. You're saying you only want to work twenty hours a week, but but then again, isn't it his? I mean, if that's available to him, why wouldn't he do that? Right. That's the problem. It's like the availability yeah, of it, and it's bigger than them." They feel like, look, I'm not hurting the world if I only work 20 hours a week and I get that unemployment. Because that unemployment is going to so many different people. Yeah. If you were the only guy sucking up all the money and you knew that it was going to, like, kids are going to be hungry because you're taking that unemployment money, then you'd be a piece of shit. But when you think about the government giving out money like that, people think, like, I'm going to get mine. Fuck it. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, you have one day, you walk up to a water fountain and it doesn't work at the park, you're like, fuck, damn, I'm getting unemployment. You know, it's like, I feel like that's how things equate in people's heads. Yeah, for sure. You know, like if a ditch isn't big enough or something. Um, but it, it just feels like everything's not working right anymore. All of it. Yeah, it feels like the fabric has been altered or stretched or something. Mm. Well, how about you know what I'm talking about? Flights being canceled. They try to lie and say it's the weather. And it's not. Pilots calling it sick. They're like, fuck this. They don't want to get vaccinated. I didn't think about that. That's what it is. 100%. Oh, man. It starts to make me nervous. Yeah, it should make you nervous. Things are kind of falling apart. It should make you nervous because it's not good. It's not good when things fall apart. The good thing is that it's uh, it's forcing people to wake up and look at all these systems that are in, pla- are in place and, and sort of reconsider whether or not uh, this one works or that one works and like what what is wrong and what is right. And yeah. it also makes people think like you thought you were going to have this like very steady occupation. Mm-hmm. Like maybe say you're a bartender or a waiter and you're making good money every year. And then also they took the restaurants away. Like you got to go, oh, shit. Like I can't be dependent on this one individual source of income. Maybe I have to diversify. Maybe I have to think about 
so doing something else for a living. Yeah. Maybe I have to take, you know, take matters into my own hands and make start my own business or something. You know? Yeah, grow a, um, grow yard crops or do like uh, bees or something. People are doing all kinds of stuff. There's a yeah. lot of small businesses starting up too. Yeah, I was reading about this lady who makes honey. She's mm-hmm. like, she's got this booming business making honey, just handling bees. Yeah, my brother's girl, my brother's, not his girlfriend, his wife's friend makes bee, <clears throat> they make bee stuff. Hey, I was supposed to do this the other day, but we didn't. Bee candles. I had a party. Uh, p- party. I had a podcast. It was kind of a party. Uh, Shane Gillis, Mark Norman, I listened Ari to Shafir. it this morning at the and, gym. Uh, Careful. Once you open that bag, it's not, it gets gnarly. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. This is smelling salts. <laughs> You're not supposed to open your eyes and waft it. Don't sniff it. Bro, just the just that. That's or... why I've kept it. I took it out of my house. <clears throat> and that's fully sealed. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> it's smelling salts. <laughs> Can I try one? Well, you don't try one. It's like, just open up the back. This is the idea. Okay. Uh, there's uh, a gentleman on the podcast the other day. He's a power lifter, Rob Kearney. And Rob uh, told us, we were talking about smelling salts. The gay power lifter guy? Yeah. His yep. world's strongest gay is his Instagram. Right. And he was telling us about, God, I'm, <clears throat> it's fucking nasty. Um, he was telling us about smelling salts. We are talking about smelling salts and about like it's a big deal. And he has actually a smelling salt sponsor. So Jamie went out and got some smelling salts. All right. And just open that bag. Don't even, the bottle, by the way, the bottle is completely sealed. Okay. But if you just open up the bag, you'll smell how fucking rank that shit is. It also has the emblem from the Saw movies on it, which is way dicey. Get a whiff. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Ooh. And that's a sealed bottle. And we're live. <laughs> <laughs> it's fully plastic sealed. I feel like we should open it. But if we yeah. open it, is it bad to open it in this room? Nah, but we can handle some. Uh, the warning okay, says, like, don't it. don't smell it more than a couple times a day. <laughs> so, like... Look, but listen, this smell, like, folks, I just want you to know, we're, we're freaking out about the smell, and the plastic is... You hear that? Yeah. That's Theo taking the plastic off the bottle. Oh, so that yeah. bitch was sealed up. Oh, my God. Oh, I'll do a couple of these bitches. <laughs> I've been oh. through some things, boy. Okay, get a whiff. Bro, it isn't don't rock. spill it. Yeah, it. you're not. You're supposed. I think you're supposed to leave it in there. I don't think you're supposed to take it okay. out. Okay. Okay. You, you have to shake to it though. I think you just take a whiff. <laughs> oh, they do that right before they lift. What? Are you okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> before they lift what, bro? Before they lift weights. You're not supposed to. <laughs> before yeah. they lift the fucking yeah. universe. Before they lift their future. Take a gander on that with your, fr- with your face hitter, daddy. <laughs> Take a gander on that with that face hitter, Joe. There's something about, just holding it up over here is rough, but there's oh something God. about this stuff that, like, when you take a whiff of it right before you lift, it's supposed to, like, jolt your your nervous system, right? Is that the idea? I think it's so you forget about everything else except for that. I have no take idea. Take a ride on that hitter. <laughs> Boom! Oh my God! Oliveira goes down. Holy <laughs> shit! Is that shocking? Oh my God! Oh my God! That's stunning. Uh, I would have never imagined. Take that to the fights this week. That's something you buy at a Nelly take concert. Take it to the fights. In case anybody needs it. <laughs> you can use <laughs> that lid. Oh Jesus! Give me that plastic bag too. Oh, that's so unnecessary. You want to try it? I'm great. No, I, you should I take be- a hit. I believe you. <laughs> no, it's not yeah, yeah, that bad. Well. It's, it's not, not, it's it's not, not painful. Bad. Is yeah. it worse than that rice, that drink? Yeah. No, get a hit, Jamie. You're going to be fine. You're an adult. <sighs> My friend Megan gave me this drink from Mexico. It was like turpentine. Yeah. It lights on fire. 
whoa, right? Like, whoa, Nelly. I'm tearing up. I got one of my <clears> eyes <throat> teared. What is that? Is that ammonia, right? I don't know what the fuck it is. <sighs> and it's so in rock. Rob, Rob takes a sniff of that shit before yeah. he power lifts. I feel like I've smelled that when a kid pukes in elementary school. That's what they used to like clean uh, it up or spray. Oh, I think on that's it different. And that's think, in rock form. I think that's much more potent. You okay? Oh, oh yeah, that sack, huh? Oh boy, <clears throat> man, I can't handle that smoke, baby. So Rob, like, will take a sniff of those before he like lifts a four hundred fifty pound log over his head. I could see that. I definitely feel more clear. I feel like it's a whole bag of Native American right there, baby. <laughs> Do you think you should take a sniff of that before you go on stage, maybe? Ooh, I don't know. It almost gets you too separate from your thoughts. Right, it's so wild. Yeah, it's so jolting. Mm. It's good, man. Mm. Thank you for that. I think all those power lifters use it, though. Don't I think all of them do, right? Well, yeah, most, I, yeah, mostly, yeah. It's a big deal. I've seen what? those guys. They do, and sometimes they get smacked in the face. Like, their their girlfriend will smack them. They've, they've, there's a bunch of these videos of this one dude. To toughen their cheeks up? wakes you up from being knocked out, right? <laughs> Smell the same, like when they break the little thing and they, like, Yeah, I think that's exactly it. the same thing. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that would wake <clears throat> me up. I'd be dead. That'd bring me back at least for a few minutes. <laughs> wow. Mm. Jesus Christ. And we are back, man. And we're back. Whoa, my nose is still infected with it. Like when I take a deep breath, I still smell it. Imagine how small those particles are and they're just inside your nose. Well, also, we didn't even get any of the dust out. Like that's in a rock. People don't understand. I think also, do you see it's in a, it's in a. Yeah. I didn't even look in like there. Like a crystal or I something. I just trust there. you. Oh, it is. I'll I didn't look in there. But I just went like that. I just. I didn't even. I didn't have it more than like five inches from my it nose. Smells like it's still in. Like, yeah. Wide open in the room. Exactly. Oh, I like it's it. It's in your nose. Yeah. Oh God. I'm ready. I'm here. I I I, I like that a little. I'll hit a marker sometime. I'll hit a. Uh, I like markers. I'll go three hits on duster, dude. Not enough to fucking damage myself, but I will take a risk with it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> There's something about magic markers. Delicious. Oh, this, yeah. I think even Pop those hop. Oh. That's and a nice smell. And then smile at somebody after. That was my favorite thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> do you like gasoline when you pump your gas? Dude, we had a guy drank gasoline on Halloween one time. This kid, Todd, got had to get his stomach. Why did he do that? I don't know. Do you remember when uh, Kitty Dukakis, when Mike Dukakis was running for president, his wife apparently had like an alcohol problem. <laughs> And uh, she was trying to get off of it, but then snapped one day and drank a bunch of, like, aftershave. Mm -mm. Remember that? I remember Michael Dukakis running. Didn't Jesse Jackson run against him? Uh, also hairspray. <sighs> she drank hairspray? A lot of things. <laughs> Jesus Christ. When you want it, you want it, you know? Hairspray's rough, though. Kitty Dukakis drank hairspray. Wow. Aftershave, hairspray, and other household products, too induce oblivion Oof. and fight depression before seeking treatment this was like 1988 yeah so if it's 1988 like nail polish remover and also codeine and codeine yeah like what do you what kind of antidepressants did they have in 1988 nothing those they just kicked you well they had i mean they had you trying to find anything that you could <laughs> to get better did they have antidepressants back then tickling like, each other i guess <laughs> i mean what did they have what did they do when people were depressed in 1988, right? Like, I mean, when was SSRIs? When did those get introduced? No, I mean, Prozac didn't come in until probably mid-90s, huh? Even was for it? the rich people, yeah. 
I wonder. Let's find out. Like, what was the first uh, antidepressant? The first uh, SSRI approved marketing in the U.S. lasted seven, uh, 1982. March 1982. Okay, so it was before then. Wow. What was that one? Maybe it was selective serotonin reuptake that were introduced to the market in 1987 with the introduction of fluoxetine. 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 You know, fluvoxamine, I think that's how you say it, fluvoxamine, is uh, they're finding it works for treating COVID. Doctors are using fluvoxamine, which is an antidepressant. Dr. Drew was telling me about it. Mm. Dr. Drew was in- He's smart. uh, He's very smart. He was in New Orleans when we were were doing our show out there, and he was explaining how fluvoxamine, how it works. But there was a bunch of articles that I just read uh, recently. Yeah, I've taken, I took antidepressants. I just got off. Dude, you have COVID antibodies. You didn't even know you had COVID. Yeah, I didn't even know. You had it and beat it and just brushed it off. Let's go, dude. I'm a one-stripe white belt, son. Let's go. (laughs) When did, uh, do you you have any idea when you were sick? No, I didn't have any, I I didn't know until just now today that I had any inkling of it. You know, I think I felt for a little bit like I couldn't smell something, but I don't know if that's real or if I just was too busy to smell that hard. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? No, I don't know what you're saying. Especially, I I wonder, that is interesting. If we get somebody who's got no sense of smell and run that shit by them. Right? You think you got no sense of smell? Take a gander. I wouldn't have. Well, take right? a, I did taste tests of a lot of stuff. I couldn't taste anything. I would have loved to bust a cap on that bad boy in oh, front of you. That's like Mr. Clean busted a nut in your nose. So that, that might bring your smell back. That might bring your smell back. I got a friend of mine. One of his friends has a buddy who has not s- tasted anything in eight months, and he's going crazy. That might be bad for you though if you couldn't smell that and it got you just kept breathing it. Oh yeah, well it, it stings, so you can't smell it. But didn't it sting your nose? Yeah, it burned a little. That's the part I really enjoy—the heightened <laughs> sense. I like that buzz, man. <clears throat> yeah, it's um, oh, like I could still smell it. Yeah, do that. Still smell it. I would smell it again. Honestly, you want a bottle of that? I'll huh? give you one to go. No, don't do it. Take it with you. I'll do too much. Open that bitch on the plane. <laughs> I'll do too much, man. <laughs> Do too much. <laughs> I will. Man. You would have. You'd be the only dude to check into rehab for smelling salts. <laughs> Woo. Um. What's foul? Oof. Yeah, that's a lot, man. Yeah, if you couldn't smell, that should be what they use to find out if you could smell. Mm-hmm. Bust that open. Yeah, because they're using regular stuff like, oh, can you smell this watermelon spray? Can right. you smell this uh, potato taffy? chips? Yeah, yeah, potato chips. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> Potato chips smell good. Yeah, but they're not as strong, uh, really. When, when I don't want to eat potato chips, you know, like, like I'm trying to watch my diet, but I'll open up a bag of Ruffles and just get a sniff. Get a hit. <sighs> I yeah. love that smell. The smell of, like potatoes b- that were cooked in hot oil. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I can't help myself. I'm a, I'm a potato chip junkie. When I love you... potato chips, especially them kettle chips. Oh yeah, the kettle chips came out. Remember, they didn't really have them, and then suddenly they came out of nowhere. And like they, were they just, better. yeah, like everything. I think they keep going to things to the past, and they make them better. Like they go back and get a kettle, and they made it better. Like I, I noticed, toothpaste thicker. has charcoal in it now. Do you notice that? Yeah, that's supposed to make your teeth whiter. But remember, that was what they were using in the beginning. That's what they used like a long time ago. It's like we keep going to the past and getting stuff, and be like, oh, right now, see it. Yeah. What else? Uh, let me think. Charcoal. Drinking, what was the other one? Drinking water. Drinking water. 
Yeah, did they do that? <laughs> did they? <laughs> what do we name already? <laughs> Dude, that thing I think got me buzzed out. Uh, it's got me buzzed out for sure. Um, for sure dude i'll tell you what had me buzzed i was listening to nelly on the way here with that driver dude that guy yeah. is in dude nelly in his prime had some fucking great songs great songs yeah nelly was the only guy who made me as a white person or predominantly white made me feel like i could dance or be a part of something you say predominantly white what percentage Good. of you do you feel like without a dna test what percentage of you do you feel like is not white i would say probably 30 percent. really yeah that's a strong number yeah i would say that accurately i'm nicaraguan and uh a little something else in there a little native american i think did you get a dna test done or are you just guessing? Mm, I don't think so. But, <laughs> but I'm just looking at the chart. If you know, if you had to draw, if somebody drew it out, I, I think you would. Yeah, you would see it out there. Did you see that Netflix special where Colin Kaepernick is comparing the NFL to slavery? Bro, throws a parks. That's what I call that dude. <laughs> throws a parks. <laughs> it is. That is the lamest. That it. it, it I did try to watch it. It's the it makes me sad comparison. It makes me sad because it feels like the lowest. Con it's like the lowest pandering for racism that you could create. Yeah. It's almost infantile. Yeah, the pandering of it, and I think it takes away from real race, like real racist shit. That ha it's just like imagine comparing the ability to do it or not do it. Oh yeah, you you sign up for it. Everybody like so many. People who play football want to be in the NFL. It's a goal. It's a dream. You can make millions of dollars. And imagine comparing that to slavery simply because they measure people's physical performance. Yeah. That's what he was doing. He was measuring like wingspans and the combine scores like for weightlifting and speed and all that stuff. That's to see how physically adapt you are, how good you're going to be at football. Yeah. So they'll give you tons of money. Yeah, the idea that this is comparable to slavery. Whoever fucking wrote that down, and then he, the fact that he read it and said it, and then they had that video <clears throat> where they comparing the NFL owners to the slave masters, and they're shaking hands with each other. Oh. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? And it's it's such a racist thing towards white people because if you're just a right, and to, it's like because all the owners there are white. It's just blatantly white guy. It's just like, I don't know. Well, it's, it's insulting so... to the players, too. Can you imagine you're comparing the players yeah. to slaves, the players that want to be there? It's a life goal. It's a dream. They're, they're actually NFL stars. Like, they're yeah. actual superstars in the NFL. And someone is comparing you to a slave. Right. You're making millions. And we... someone's comparing you to a slave. Yeah, it diminishes what the work you've done. It's just absurd. Right, but it also it diminishes all your hard work, and now you're going to say, oh, that I'm a slave? Like, it's just a cheap way to look at, uh, I don't know. It it's just, just felt like reaching the... so hard. Oh. Just so hard. Like, no one watched that and went, yeah. If they did, they need to go to a doctor. Yeah. Someone needs to talk to you. Yeah. Have a seat in the couch. Yeah. You okay? <laughs> Hit him with those salts. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up. Throws Wake up. Throws the parks, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Throw, I hate to repeat my own throws jokes. Throws the park is a great joke. It's a good joke. That's man. a great joke. Throws the parks. <laughs> and it's just what he's become. It's like, get out of here, man. Well,
You know how comics like well, there's we, real we, racism out there yeah. going on in all facets, and just to beat that—that's the drum they continue to beat. That's what's right. like. It's like you could shine so many other. There's so many other right. avenues of racism going on in the world, and you continue to beat this black, white, old. Yeah. This thing is just getting a little bit. That's a bit much. Exactly. The the darkest thing I think that's going on in this country is the ignoring of these horrible neighborhoods that are have never gotten better, and not doing anything to make them better. Not do, not putting any money into like. Like when you look at like South Side of Chicago, just, oh, just traditionally been riddled with gangs and drugs and crime. The fact that that hasn't been looked at as like we have to fix this. Like we have to go in there and dump a ton of resources, a ton of money. We got to fix this. And and you have all these people that are growing up in this area that start off in life fucked. Yeah. And the the, the fact that you can't, if you looked at all those people that are fucked in this neighborhood. And, and just imagined that those same people now imagine they're born in a place where there is no gang violence. There is no like uh, uh, like constant history of people being incarcerated yeah. and drugs. Imagine they have this chance at education at pursuing their dreams and imagine how many winners are going to come out of that environment and contribute to society and invent things and start businesses and employ people and and do well for their family and for everybody else around them like oh, that, yeah. that is the biggest tragedy in this country that they're ignoring these horrible communities and that it happens year after year after year. Decade after decade. It doesn't change. But don't you think that, I mean they've probably tried to help them, right? I don't think they have. I don't think they don't jack shit. Well, the soil definitely matters. The soil that you're in, yeah, growing up and that sort of thing. I mean, it matters to a level that's it's unbelievable how much it matters. It does. And here's the dark part, though. This is the thing that troubles me. Everybody that I know that's like super focused and super intense and really interesting came from a fucked up environment. It's like I don't want fucked up environments, but most of my favorite people came out of a fucked up environment and they survived it like they they survived pressure and they survived strife and hardship and then they became these amazing people so i'm kind of contradicting myself but well i think you need it i think you want some of it but it's like do you want it at a level where it's like <clears throat> so violent and so dangerous yeah. where it's like um you know it feels un i don't know if it's impossible but it feels like unmanageable Right, yeah. That there's no manageability. Then that's really that's that's not really the neatest thing. I this is think. how crazy Chicago is. There was a. I want you to Google this, Jamie, because it's so it's so nuts you can't even believe it's real. There was a gunfight in Chicago. These two rival gangs were shooting each other. Mm -hmm. I, be, I believe it was five guys shooting each other. They they expended like seventy rounds in the street. None of them were charged because they said it was mutual combat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like you're allowed to just just shoot at each other in the street. This is this is how ridiculous Chicago's government is. This is how fucking pathetic it is. They literally let these guys shoot at each other in the street, and they didn't charge them because they said it's mutual combat. You are sending the worst possible message to people out there that are thinking about shooting at people. Well, it's like. How close are we to that becoming sanctioned and fucking Keith Peterson out there reference? You know what I'm saying? Like, how, what's next? Look at this. No charges in deadly Chicago shootout due to mutual combat. I'd put Keith Peterson out there in a heartbeat, <laughs> dude. Let him fucking ref this shit. One shooter was left dead. 
and two suspects were wounded in the shootout, which required the assistance of a SWAT team. The gunfight, which was caught on a police surveillance camera, ended when a police cruiser pulled up on the block. More than 70 shell casings were found on the street, though the amount was likely higher given that didn't include shots fired from their location, from the other location. So this means that two people were dead, a one dead and two injured. What, what, what didn't it just say, go, scroll back up, didn't it say different numbers? Two spe- suspects were wounded, one mm. was left dead, okay. And then, hold up right there. Um, so they have a video of it. Put the, put the video up and let's, let's listen to it. Does, it. does it have any volume to it? He's not playing volume. So all we're seeing is people running. It's hard to tell what the fuck's going on. I don't. But, but the fact that two people are wounded, one person is dead. They know these guys shot them. They have surveillance footage. You have cops on the scene, and no one was charged. There's a guy dead laying in the street that got shot, and no one was charged. How the fuck can you not charge people for that? Well, here's one of the issues that I think you start to see. Honestly, is um, once people are charged, is the are they being prosecuted? Are actual things happening then afterwards? Because um, we had a we had a border patrol, a border security a guy who ran the border security and uh, along like Arizona and and Mexico, right? Had him come on the podcast recently, and he was talking about how one of the issues that they were facing recently is that they arrest people, or they there's no point in arresting them because they're not being actually prosecuted after they're arrested. If that makes any sense. Right. I don't know if that's happening in this sort of environment, but does it feel futile for the cops that nothing's being, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of why somebody would not. I mean, I don't know. It's just so scary. And then can you imagine you grow up there? You're a kid. You're somebody who like. Yeah. And then you realize like this is reality. Someone could shoot at you and they don't even get charged. So the first thing you're going to do is want to shoot. And not only that, not just shoot at you, but one guy's dead. And no one's charged with murder. So somebody out there murdered that guy, and they just let him go. I thought, you know, it's getting weird. It's getting weird. Well, all this defund the police shit, like, the, people have opened up a can of worms that you can't close. Once, yeah. you, once you change the way people look at law and order and, and make it so that people can just shoot at people and just walk, That's get free, bonkers. you've... you've You've changed society. I fund them. I fucking bought two of them lunch last week. I bought two guys lunch, dude. I said, look, I'll fund, I'm going to fund you guys right now, man. I'm going <laughs> to fill y'all up. <laughs> yeah, don't defund. Fund. It's such a shady. It's just. A, it's a tough job, you know? The toughest. Could you imagine? Other than being a soldier, there's very few jobs that are as scary as being a cop. Yeah. Man. What is scarier? Fireman maybe is in that if you're actually running into a burning building, you might die. That's the same sort of feeling. And meanwhile, they're fucking they closed down how many firehouses in New York City today? What is it? It's some crazy number. Like more than twenty firehouses were closed in New York City because of the vaccine mandate. A lot of these guys already got COVID and they don't want to get vaccinated on top of it because right. it, it compounds your your possible uh, adverse reactions. Like you have more of a chance of getting an adverse reaction if you've already had COVID and then you get vaccinated. More of a chance of having like an uh, immune system response that's negative. So there's a lot of these guys. And also they don't want the fucking, that dipshit mayor of New York telling people what to what do. What to do. That's a lot of it. I think also there's a level for, of, <clears throat> as a human being, you don't want somebody telling you what, you know, some exactly. guy who seems like a, somebody who's not of your ilk. 
yeah. telling you what to do with your body. I think there's a lot of that. that also, goes when you know there has to be some influence by the pharmaceutical companies that are influencing this and, and trying to get people to get vaccinated, even if they don't need it. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Sorry. Yeah. But 100%. 100%. Yeah. Which is why <clears throat> you're not hearing about the monoclonal antibodies. Monoclonal antibodies fix people up. They're is that what I have? No, you have antibodies from an actual infection, but monoclonal antibodies are God. an actual infusion that they give you when you're sick, and they're trying to keep it from people. Like the the, the government is trying to restrict it. They're trying to. They, Ron DeSantis is handing it out in Florida, and the Biden administration tried to stop um, the amount of monoclonal antibodies that were coming to Florida. They were mm. they're saying they were evenly distributing in the country, but what they're really doing is. This is the guy who was looking for them. He was actively seeking them, and they were limiting the amount that he could get. It's not like there's a like a, a supply problem with monoclonal antibodies. Right. It's the government actually trying to restrict people's access to it. And I think it's because if you do have access to it, even if you're unvaccinated, if you get monoclonal antibodies when you're sick, you get better really quickly. Yeah. I have two friends that just got it and just got monoclonal antibodies, and they got better like that. I got better like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know. I think people should kind of be able to make their own choice. That's it's always been the case. Why is it different now? People, oh, the pandemic, and this is, you know, you're affecting others. And But guess what? Now we know for sure that even if you're vaccinated, you're still spreading it. Yeah. You're still spreading it. You're still getting it. It's like once time has passed, unless we're going to keep shooting people up with booster shots to the end of time, there's going to come a point in time where we realize you got to revert back to what it used to be letting people have let autonomy pass. about their yeah. own bodies and let them have their own personal choices about what to do and what not to do because this is not a vaccine like the polio vaccine or the you know, the measles or something that it's actually not. stops you from ever getting it this is different this is a gene therapy well i'll say I mean, two things i would like to think about this um you know i grew up in an area where they had the polio vaccine was created in our town and uh in Covington, Louisiana, at the was it really? Tulane pr pr Primate Center at the primate testing facility. Oh. I think I might have told you, because I remember they they let us out of the YMCA camp to f literally wrangle chimps that had got out one day. The police came and got us out of camp and got the tallest kids to go help them get. Oh, you told me about this. We're outside of a damn Kenny Rogers Roasters fucking, ch like, trying to scare chimps, and you told me they'll steal your body and everything, remember? <laughs> so... <laughs> But, dude, that vaccine they made for people for polio, it gave cervical cancer to millions of women. But they'd already made the vaccine, right? Really? Yeah. So I'm not Google saying that. that, like, I'm not saying that that's what's going on, but I'm saying that there's... There's no long-term studies in terms of, like, not yet. the negative effects. Not yeah, yet. Not yet, but it's it's happening. We're, well, it's we're a back mass at, experiment. It's happening in real time. That's the scary part. But the second thing for me is... um. Oh, oh, I forgot about it. Well, the fact that there is, I mean, a, an insane amount of people that are taking this and not knowing what the, ad, the the negative adverse side effects are and promoting it as if there's no negative adverse side effects. Well, right. we, don't, we don't really know. Right. Like long term. We don't know. We have no idea. And that's, I mean, it might be nothing. Might be nothing. Might be nothing. Might be the smallest of small people, like in terms of uh, the, the amount of them, have an adverse reaction. Yeah. But that might not be the case. Might be you grow a fucking dorsal fin. You know what I'm saying? Like, we just, uh, but I mean, we don't know. 
Yeah. We don't know. And that, so I think, yeah, people should have autonomy, like you said, autonomy to, I think, choose what they want to do. Yeah. And they feel, I think, really compressed and ostracized by a lot of media and a lot of job, like job, like just fear. There's a ton right. of just, they put so much fear into people. Well, um, it's also, they're putting pressure on businesses to make this decision where you want, it's like you get less grief if all of your employees are vaccinated. So just force all your employees to get vaccinated. And then people are like, wait a minute, I have to be vaccinated to get this job to keep it. What if, what if I already had COVID? No, no, no. One size fits all. This is it. But if you've already had COVID, they know that you're six to 13 times more protected. According to the study out of Israel, the, the biggest study, 2.5 million people. Wow. They said you're six to 13 times more protected than someone who's vaccinated. If you have antibodies. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. You got them antibodies, son. I'm a body up, thing boy. Is you you're antibodied and you didn't even know you had it. That's perfect. Uh, yeah. You cruise through. That's how we do it, Joe. That is how you do it. That's how we do it. Play some Nelly. Remember when he burned his face? Remember somebody said he was blowing out a, a birthday candle or something? Remember when he had that? I think the Band-Aid was just for fun. I think he just put Band-Aids on his face like it was a thing. Because other dudes had Band-Aids on their face back then, too. I think he started. I think it was. Oh. I heard that it was a birthday candle incident, and then after, he, and he had to be like on MTV Movie Awards at night or something. Oh, so he put a band aid on, and then it became a thing. It became a thing because I know there were dudes that were copying him that were just putting band aids. on We their were face. copying him, all of us. There was nothing wrong with you. <laughs> I had fucking looked, dude. Yeah, I'm like I've been in a fire. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like yo, street in the Range Rover, I'm fucking <laughs> chilling, boy. <laughs> fucking wrapping my head in gauze over there. It was fun, man. God, Nelly was so unbelievable. What good, stops man. a guy like that? Like, if you go back and think of a comic from that era, like, those guys are still funny today and they're still killing it, still making specials. But when was the last time you heard a new Nelly song? Mm -mm. So, what happens? Is it because they have to work with all these different producers and musicians and, like, there's all sorts of other moving parts that they can't control? The beats, you know? I think some for some stars, there's just the. I mean, that album was so good. The I don't. I don't think it's called Country Grammar. I don't, was it Saint Isn't that it? it was Country Grammar. Yeah, it, that's the album. It was that. But that there's seven. I think number ones on that. Smashes. Song. The same happened to Fifty Cent though. Like he's had other yeah. good songs. Well, also Fifty Cent had a big stake in vitamin water, and he made like a half a billion dollars from vitamin water. He's also got like 10 TV shows right now. Yeah. Yeah, he got into producing he's got a lot of He's had a lot of things happen. He's been in movies. But the thing, I think the big thing was that vitamin water. He got that vitamin water. He's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> no more working. <laughs> it's over, bitch. I got $500 million. It's over. I think he he's just- He's filling all his bullet holes of vitamin water on his body, <laughs> drinking it out of it with a straw. I mean, what a lucky break. Ugh. There's a few of those dudes that like got in early with companies and just fucking scored. And something, yeah. I was reading about another one recently where someone got in with a few thousand dollars off of something and made more than a hundred million. Damn. God, what was that? I'm trying to remember what that was. But it's, you know, you get lucky, you know, buying the Uber in the early days or something, you know. Was it Nas? What's it? Nas. What did Nas have? <laughs> I mean, he's made... 
Oh, he's a billionaire because of his investments. Lil Nas, Nas is a billionaire? Uh-huh. Well, no, fuck, not, Lil not Lil Nas, Nas. the real Nas. He's on his way. Oh, OG. Yeah. OG Nas. He, greatest yeah. lyricist in all of hip hop. He kind of went, he kind of, not disappeared, but. No, no, no. I guess his he new, just produces His now? new fucking CD is the shit. Oh, his new listen. album is very good. It's classic Nas. It's he's he's the best lyricist. His lyrics are amazing. Wow, he's a billionaire. He's a billionaire. Or close to it. I might have like bumped him up a little bit. Jamie, you just fucked him up. Now people are gonna be hitting him up for loans. <laughs> oh no, yeah, I don't think I'm thinking. He knows look. I'm gonna DM him right here. Rapper Nas adds cigars to his expansive investment portfolio. Damn. He's a smart motherfucker, dude. What's a product you think you would come out with, Joe? What's your product you think? Well, I mean, I was already one of the original guys in on it, and we oh, came yeah. out with a bunch of products, right? All that's true. a bunch of stuff like this, like Alpha Brain stuff that I really use, yeah. Like, and then all the strength and conditioning equipment that I really use, like kettlebells. And Has there ever been something kind of obtuse, you know, something that's really, or just you know, like a that I would come out with? Yeah, maybe a seasoning or a um, maybe it would be like archery related. Maybe I would come out with a broadhead. You know, or you know, work in conjunction yeah. with uh, some archery-related company for something for bow hunting. Yeah, I'd be into doing something like that because that's. I mean, if I have like passions, things that I do all the time, you know, that I'm really into. That's one of. That's like I look forward to September. That's my Christmas because September is my bow hunting month. Mm-hmm. That's when I go and elk hunt, and that's when the rut happens. And you go out in the mountains, and the animals are doing sex out there. They're doing sex out there. And when September? They're also doing violence. Are they really? Smashing heads into each other. Yeah, yeah. I've it's seen a lot of that. Dude, it's wild to hear. When you're out in the mountains and you hear, you hear them screaming and you hear, crack, 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 where they're just smashing antlers against each other. Mm. Oh, dude. And they're all bone. Those antlers are the quickest growing bone. Oh, my God. When they're horny. What's crazy is they're only mean to each other for like a month. And then the rest of the, month, the, rest of the year, they're like, cool, they're just hanging. Like, you know, remember that it starts in their body and makes them mean. They want to keep everybody away from their bitches. Yeah, I've wanted that. Mm hmm. You ever want to keep them? Yeah. yeah. Could you imagine if that's how it was with people? If we only fucked once a year and right before that time you started growing horns on your head and we stabbed each other with our heads? Herb Dean, get Herb Dean out there. (laughs) Get Herb Dean. (laughs) You imagine if that's how people bred like animals, if we had to like. Physically battle each other for the. We the could use right it. To, to I think we up. could use it because one of the one of the toughest things about being a society is you, people can just fucking and just they keep you can make any. There's no like there's this open end to society where it's just like any idiot can have a kid oh. and then abuse that kid and then that kid grows up all fucked up and then that kid becomes a problem in society because you know they were raised by shitty yeah. dumb people. So no matter how much work you do up here in the top and the middle, and even at some of the lower levels, there's just this revolving, like, nut at the bottom that's just coming out, just, you know, ejaculating uh, ignorance if it wants to. You know, there's this loose piece, kind of. There is one problem that's real that exists in nature, right? In nature, the weak get culled. Like, the weak animals, they don't breed, they don't survive. Right. But... In our world, weak is not physical anymore. It's like we've made it so that weak physical people are sometimes the strongest, most powerful people. Like if you think about like billionaire Bill Gates, 
Like he's frail. He's got a pot belly, and he's meanwhile he's worth a hundred billion dollars. Like these kind of people. So it has. It's more about their minds and the business they've created than it is about like physical health and vitality. Right. The strong and powerful are no longer like physically strong and powerful, which is probably wise because otherwise you'd have like the biggest like the, the mountain from the Game of Thrones be the king of the world. Right. Because you could right. fuck everybody up. But because they invented weapons and then they invented technology and then it kind of balanced everything out. Mm. But on the downside of that is that there's no physical requirements at all to be like and to be able to. Uh, get through with society so incredibly weak frail people can breed and I mean when I say incredibly weak and frail I mean mentally as well like, oh I've seen them they can they they have this it's too easy to survive is what I'm saying so like these assholes who don't take care of their children who abuse their families people that are just fucked up people they, they have no problem breeding right. and then they might have people you know, all over the place that they fuck and give birth to, or they, they give birth to their children. So you have all these kids that they're, they're not being taken care of, and it's like, shit, how do you fix that? Well, nature would have fixed it, right? right? But we can't have that, because it's barbaric, it's horrible. You can't have just like, the weak people die off and they get slaughtered by the strong right, people. Right, it's barbaric. It's barbaric. Right, and that's the thing that's different about being a human, is we don't do as much barbarism. Blatantly. We do in a weird way. Right, not blatantly though, where we're out just beating, you know, you yeah. you can't see somebody, you know, drag their neighbor out and just beat him in the street and kill him just because the guy's, you know, not, you know, hadn't been, you know, paying his water bill right. or like, or, or, exactly. or can't read. Like, you know, or can't read. Like, here's an interesting situation. Like, everybody is, uh, the, the news about that Alec Baldwin accidental shooting mm -hmm. is crazy, right? It's gigantic news. He killed a woman on the set. The director of photography shot the director. I mean, it's cr it's a crazy fucked up story. But the Biden administration, they droned a family in Afghanistan. I mean, I think it was seven kids, like ten people dead. Let's seven go, of Brandon, them were, dude. It's crazy. Yeah, it's Find crazy out what that out was. There. But meanwhile, you don't hear a peep about it. Yeah, you literally don't hear a peep about it. It's like whoops. And then, like, occasionally someone brings it up on Twitter and it gets no steam. It doesn't catch any momentum. Well, the the pre the, 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 the presidents now are, you know, I was thinking the other day that America, it feels like this shell corporation. For, it used to feel like this real thing to me when I was growing up and it was like I'm part of America and we're like, we're all doing our best and everybody's trying and you help out the person that's struggling. And... You know, I, I, I like to romanticize stuff. You know, I, I like that. Me too. And so, but then now sometimes I feel like, man, I think that's part of the thing that feels disconnected these days is I think, I don't know. Well, the I, more they pledge loyalty to corporations, the more it feels like right, that. Right, right. It doesn't and feel it, like it's about us. Yes. And it feels like a shit, like, like America's like just an LLC now for this, like, uh, here it goes. Look at this. Bigger thing that's happening. You're 100% right. Afghan family says errant U.S. missile killed ten, mm. including seven children. Relative friends and colleagues of uh, I don't know I don't want to fuck this person's name up. Zamari Ahmadi 
angrily dismissed any suggestion that he had ties to ISIS. Oh, damn. The U.S. military is investigating. So they, they droned an innocent family. To ISIS-K, I guess there's, su- is that like a subgroup, I guess? It's like LBGTK. Yeah. They keep it's adding, it's like, thing. yeah. Yeah, they do that with ISIS. <laughs> yeah. There should be gay ISIS. There has to be a gay ISIS it group, can't right? Be. You can't be gay and be an ISIS, oh. you know? That's like being uh, a black white supremacist. But actually, that's possible now. Dude. They're saying that. Oh yeah! Anytime uh, look, a black person says anything like the like doesn't go with the democratic narrative, they said that person's carrying water for white supremacists. Oh, it's that's unbelievable. They're out of their fucking mind. That you, lady that was the, uh, the the new lieutenant governor of uh, Virginia, that uh, is a black woman who uh, she she's uh, sponsored by the NRA. I mean, I don't know what her, all of her accolades are, but incredibly articulate lady, powerful woman. They're they're saying that her becoming the lieutenant governor is a victory for white supremacy. I read that. I read and that. And she's on a black woman. She's a black woman. When the Larry Elder was running for governor of California, they said he's the black face of white supremacy. Yeah. <laughs> what? What are you saying? What the fuck are you saying? Like you could disagree with the man's politics, but that white supremacy is like a a stamp they like to put on as many things as they can. Like fifteen percent off. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) you know it's like, well, dude, I'm sick of like. There's been this thing against white people, like I don't know. Damn, Shoddy out here That's grinding, bro. Yeah, okay, this so looks like a Donnell Rawlings character as Jamel well. Jamel Hill go says ahead it's say not that. the messaging, folks. This country simply loves white supremacy, and this is because of the victory in Virginia of by the Republican Party. But yeah. the the fucking governor of Virginia was doing a shitty job. The people voted; they didn't like him. They didn't understand what was going on with the way the there were the, the school systems handling certain issues. Oh yeah. Yeah, so Winsome Sears. And what is her background? It's kind of fucked that she's holding a gun. And she doesn't have her finger in a proper position either. Actually, I, I'm, I'm... What does it say? I'm glad she's not. She was in the finger Marines. Finger on the trigger would... Oh, she will? She was. She a was. Jamaican in the Marines. So she's an immigrant. Oh, I like that. Came to this that. country. Uh, she said, this, this country has done so much for me. I was willing, willing to die for this country. Wow. She said, a Marine Corps veteran said in her speech. And she won? Young? Yeah. Yep. Yunkin is the man, and she is the lieutenant governor. So she's like the it's like the vice president. I love this. Amazing, amazing, and a, a vet, a veteran, and a Republican, and an immigrant. And by the way, very few people are more anti-communist and anti-Marxist than people who've come from communist countries. You want to hear someone who is a fucking anti-Marxist, anti-communist? Uh-uh. Talk to someone who's been from Russia. Those fucking people. Anybody who's been from the that Eastern Europe, oh. they don't want to hear none of that bullshit. They yeah. fucking, they hate it. When and you have, see these college kids talk about Marxism has never been done correctly, they're like, fuck you. You know, our, our country lost millions of people because of this shit. Yeah, I think we're getting, it's definitely things that we're getting into this softer kind of world. We're getting into this like... Um, Soft people are fucking things up. Yeah, but do you think though, this is a neat question for you, Joe. I mean, I think we'll see. Do you think though that we're let like we're heading more towards like we're they're not going to need any muscle we're not going to need any I think so like when you see aliens like I remember one time we talked about aliens and yeah. and uh they're I somehow I think aliens are just people that just came back here to it's just us it could be because yeah. it's the heads are big the bodies are nothing they're yeah. just whittled away to nothing we've talked about this before if you go back. 
I remember you and I had this conversation. And you go back and you, I say this all the time too. If you go back and look at like early man, like Neanderthals, Neanderthals were like five seven. They yeah. were like two hundred pounds. They basically built like me, like Uriah yeah. Faber. Yeah, Uriah Faber. Uriah <laughs> Faber. Yeah, <laughs> they're, and they're no shade like, either. Uriah Faber. Yeah, he's, he's got a, the heaviest hands. You shake his hand, gorilla. you yeah. can't stop shaking. It follows you home. <laughs> That thing will fucking be, dude. That thing will be holding on to your wife and just that dude's got un, un never ending hand. That that hand and that oh. arm is an expert at strangling people. Yeah, he's got the, one of the best guillotines of all time. Does but, he really? Oh yeah. Oh, Uriah Favor is famous for his guillotine. He gets a hold of that neck, son. You got real problems. He's a guillotine master. There's certain moves that like some guys are just known for. Uriah Favor is known for that guillotine. His whole team is, and a lot of it is because of Uriah. Wow. That team, Alpha Male from uh, up yeah. north, they off Northern California, they're known for their guillotines, and I think a lot of it is because of Uriah. Dude, I won't even shake his fucking hand without putting a mitten He's on, a dude. dude. I need though. some support. Super good dude, real solid guy, very smart. I yeah, like. Yeah, he's got him. some like beautiful children too. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the point is uh, that if you go back and look at primitive man, they had all these muscles and they had smaller brains. And then as people have become more and more intelligent, their bodies are not necessary anymore in terms of like the ability to right. move things around. And our heads have gotten bigger. Yeah. So if you look at Bill Gates, right, he's another example. He's got like this body that's basically like a water balloon. Like there's oh, no density to it at all. Out too. You could stab him with your finger. You could just fuck you. <laughs> you could probably kill him with a finger. If you really want, if you really doubled up two fingers and taped him, I am... Very confident, I could kill him with two fingers. You could at least make his heart skip. If a I beat. just had time, you could just, just remix with him. him. Just remix him to death. <laughs> I think I could kill him with a thumb, a hundred percent. Yeah, but I really think I could kill him with two fingers. Because a thumb, I'm, I'm most confident jabbing something with a thumb. Yeah, and your thumb has more of a base. It's like it's yeah. gonna put the pressure wider. Two fingers is harder. But I think if I taped him up, I think I can fuck him up yeah. with two fingers. If you took his fucking pulse hard enough, you could put him down. Yes, but the point is. Uh, that I think if you looked at the natural progression of evolution of, of the primate animal, it eventually becomes this thing with a big head and this tiny body. And now what's fucking us up more than anything? Well, war, war, um, murder, rape, uh, theft, the strong taking over and doing terrible things to the weaker, right? That's what we're really scared of when it comes to like barbarians and history. You think about all the, the you know, like the Vikings. We, we think of like physical things taking over. Warlocks. Yeah, that's a little different. But my point is, what what would be the best way to solve that? Well, no sex. What if they reproduce without sex? Aliens, that's one thing they say. They have no genitals, right? Yeah. You don't they, need it. What if they genetically engineer a human being to the point where they no longer need genitals, so now we don't have any of those fucked up instincts oh. and emotions that have clouded our judgment and ruined that. society. Yeah, and maybe your head's giant and you could read each other's minds. So now there's no more confusion, so there's no naughty words and good words. There's no words that some people can say and some people can't. Right. Because you're all reading thoughts. So it's just pure intent. You, I know exactly what you're thinking. You know exactly what I'm thinking. And we can relay information back and forth. So your mouth's not necessary. So you develop this little tiny ass fucking hole for a mouth. Basically no nose. And all, your, your body is just basically like a thing that like moves your head around. Yeah. Right? Your body just has to have enough 
strength to move your head to another place. So what about if so maybe if aliens came back to visit? It's just like them. It's like us going to a museum or something, or driving right. through your old neighborhood. You're like, and I think maybe they don't come visit anymore because they're like, fuck, we're not going back to that shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or maybe they do drive by, like you go by your old high school, like those are the days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not that many of them. I bet there used to be more, and now they're like, it's not even worth going there anymore. Dude, I spent. Um, I went down a rabbit hole last fuck, night. What if we're right? It could be. It could be the future. I mean, look, I think that's the future of humans if we don't fuck things up. I think we're eventually going to look like that. If we do or don't fuck things up. That's if we a- don't fuck things up. Or maybe if we do fuck things up, right? But I mean, if we don't fuck things up in terms of blowing up the earth. Oh, yeah. But if we if we don't fuck things up and things continue to evolve in the way it's at now, I feel like that's where we're going. It seems... Right. Well, rich people aren't even hanging out on the planet anymore. They're getting out of the solar system. They're going into space. Yeah. I mean, right. how obvious is it that the rest of us are down here they fucking tried. beating each other up at an Arby's and they're out there? <laughs> they're fucking yeah. doing a damn tour in space. I know. Jeff Bezos has been to space. He took his brother. He He's took, in the closet. He took William Shackner. Uh-uh. Yeah. He took Captain Kirk into space. How oh, wild yeah. is that? I, I know I'm mostly from Rescue 911. Even that's insane, though. If you took the host of <laughs> Rescue 911 in Yeah, How the fuck do you not know him from Star Trek, bro? He's we didn't Captain watch Kirk. It. Yeah, but he's Captain Kirk. I believe you, that's just, but we didn't yeah. watch it, Joe. We watched he's, Rescue 911, and it was great. Wasn't he in another show? What other show was he on? Um, he wasn't T.J. Hooker, right? No, that I was, think he was in the Was he in the was Lee Kamish? Majors? Lee Majors was the fall guy. Who was T.J. Hooker? I think the commish, maybe. No, the commish was that dude who was in um, the bald guy who was in Fantastic Four. He was the thing. That's the Incredibles, Four. I think you're thinking of. Michael no, Chiklis. Michael Chiklis. He was the commish. Oh, Michael Chiklis. Yeah. Yeah. He was like also him. in that one show that was really good. He's good. What was that show? It was a cop show that Michael Chiklis was in. Oh, oh, The Shield. The Shield. Mm, I didn't see Shield that. Shield was a good show. Remember, the, show. did you ever interview that guy? T.J. Hooker. So who's that? It's Shackner. Oh, it wow. It is Shackner. Look at him. Yeah, he was T.J. Look at that wig. Jesus. He is that a wig? All in. Oh, yeah. He went all in with that one. You don't think that's he his real the, hair? Nope. No, it's definitely not. He's got great wigs, though. How good can a wig be? It can only be so good. You know, because if you're running and it gets sweaty, you're like, oh, my God, I wish I didn't have this thing. If you're wearing a wig, Look I don't that. think you're running anymore, though. <laughs> I think some things you got to let go. <laughs> don't you think? Like, I think so, yeah. The risk of running in a wig. <laughs> <laughs> that should, that'll be one of our last Olympic sports, dude. <laughs> Just people. a good stiff breeze, like a, a sail when it pops up and it slows you down. He was doing great until the wig <laughs> popped up. You can see just where it's setting back here, Gil. Look at aliens. No hair at all. Hairless. Because it's because it's unnecessary. Unnecessary. And then again, what fucks us up? The desire to be dominant because it's a part of the animal kingdom, which is how people select for breeding. Well, if we eliminate that totally, we don't have any need for genitals, and everybody looks the same. We also eliminate racism because everybody looks exactly the same. Beige power, dude. Right? There's no racism when you're gray. Oh, I think looking back on you can't barely even be racist now. Like, look at Ben Simmons. You can't even decide. You're like, do I? Why don't I like him? You know, you're like, it's like you, everybody's so mixed now. Like, I feel like unless you have like a chart or you're willing to really graph something out, you can't really even fucking be racist anymore. Well, there's still people hanging in there. 
There's still people holding on to that old school racism. Yeah, there's still a few, especially it's, down south. But how many though? Maybe a couple not, hundred. Not as many as there used to be, but when they come out, man, boy, they make a big deal out of it. Oh, they with those tiki torch guys in Virginia. Remember <laughs> those that fucking idiots? Yeah. <laughs> well, that, all day. that was a thing that was going on during this uh, Youngkin election. They had like a fake tiki torch thing. They they did it as like a joke, and one of them was a black guy mm-hmm. that came with the tiki torches, and they were all pointing to those people, saying, "See, these are the people that are supporting Youngkin." And then everyone's like, "You fucking idiots! You just got trolled. Right? Like this is fake." Well, you control the news all the time. Look at Tim yeah. Dillon. I mean, that's it. Like, you know, yes. he's so great at it. Yeah. He did one recently with the Southwest. Oh, I saw that. So good. <laughs> he's the best. Tim Dillon oh. is a national treasure. Tim Dillon is a national treasure. He's man. so important to comedy. We got to put him in a museum, oh, dude. We got to protect Tim Dillon at all costs. When when he got COVID, I was panicking. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, because he's a little thicker, huh? Well, he's a little big. Yeah, we 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 took care of him. And he knows it. He, we're not talking out of shop. No, he loves it. But he's a he's he's so important yeah. for comedy because he's just like he's the best in my opinion at just r- fucking flat out ranting about the news, just ranting. You know, like he like because he has Ben his producer who sits next to him he has like a one person audience yeah so he just rants you know and it's like his take on things is so absurd but yours is too you're got a pretty absurd take on things too but you're doing your shit solo yeah i think maybe you need to bring in a producer or someone to crack up sitting next to you what do you think yeah i would like some help <laughs> <laughs> but they might get annoying yeah, I think maybe that's tough. I had a little Vietnamese fella for a little while, but it was a it, it wasn't a good fit. I think I Why? think I gotta. Has that been about the war? No, I I mean, you know, people have different views on that depending on what side <laughs> you're on. But he didn't he didn't chime up about that. He never masturbated. This guy he was born again Christian or double reborn or whatever. I don't know what it is. I have a hard time believing that. Did he fuck pillows at least? Oh, you could look in his eyes and see nothing had ever come out of him, dude. Nothing ever. Bro, you could pat him on the back and hear the cum rattle in him. Wow. I mean, the dude was full. I read the most confusing thing the other day. But I'm yeah, gonna, I'd like to find somebody. I'm going to send this. Oh, yeah, you should. I'm going to send this Is to this you, for Jamie. Me? Yeah, yeah, whatever you want. Right. If you want more, whatever you need. Um, I'm scared about what's in everything in here now. In here? Just in the world, man. I feel like everything could be dosed, laced, who knows, man. Well, it's not going to be here. Don't worry about that. Okay, thank you guys. We're, we're taking care of shit. I can't find it, <clears throat> but it was uh, uh, some. I'll yeah, but, but what if we don't have sex? A lot of people are going to be pissed the day they're like, "Hey, we're not have you no more sex." People you are- say that, but what if there's a thing that you do with your mind that's way better than sex? Right. This is why they're going to get people to have no sex. If they can, like you know, Elon is doing this thing called Neuralink. Have you heard of this? I've heard of this, yeah. Right. So it's going to be some sort of a quarter-sized thing. They screw in your fucking head and a bunch of wires in there that lets you download information quicker. You're going to be able to talk with no words. That's his exact words to me. Probably use your phone on a plane, I bet. Oh, yeah. Well, I think you can now. Wi-Fi. It's hard, though. It takes fucking... They'll get Wi-Fi better. Yeah, they'll get better. You're right. What was my point? Sorry, go ahead. So Neuralink, you yeah, said? Yeah, what did I say before that? Um, you said, so they're going to have no sex. We don't have to have yes. any sex. So if they get past this Neuralink yeah. thing, yeah. 
and they it evolves and gets better and better instead okay. of just being able to talk with no words you'll be able to like combine souls you'll be able to like reach into someone's mind and embrace them you'll be able to have orgasms on command anytime you want you'll be able to be in a state of bliss and love constantly where you never have anger and frustration you never have road rage you never uh, pissed off at people for something that happened 10 years ago there's none of that you just bliss and enlightenment all the time who wouldn't take that what you want to live in struggle you want to be angry you want to be filled with anxiety all the time there'd be holdouts i'd probably i would yeah. for a couple months i'd be a holdout i, think. I would wait yeah <laughs> i'd be a late adopter sort of like i'm waiting with the vaccine <laughs> yeah, yeah you're like i don't know we'll like, see let's see how I've it shakes down out this road before but you mean you could be at a party and just your wife's just a, just ejaculating and you don't know who did it in the room like that kind of thing well no one's gonna touch her so right like, but still it would be almost like a game of guess who would you be upset if you were married and your wife had a mind meld with another person well you say yeah if it was a man but what if it was a woman what if nobody has a dick? What if there are no dicks? See what I'm saying? I see. So there's no physical, actual thing. She's just having right. some experience. No one has genitals. It's just porn built into you. Yeah. If you look at the aliens, no one has genitals. Fuck. Maybe that's our future. No tits, no there, dicks, no did, vaginas. Are there some drawing? Maybe we're just seeing drawings with aliens with no gen. Are we? I, are there some with big dicks? Yeah. Some aliens with hogs. Somebody told me black people and aliens don't get along. I remember hearing <laughs> that, dude. Like seven years ago, somebody told me that. Who fucking told you that? Two black dudes at a freaking. Uh, <laughs> you know where it was at that casino out near Palm Springs. Oh, uh, that's a deadly casino. One of the uh, first ever alien abduction cases was a black man and his wife, maybe Betty that's and why. Barney Hill. And here's what's crazy. I am friends with Barney Hill's granddaughter. She no fights in the UFC, Angela Hill. She oh, fights. Yeah. yeah. I've watched her fight. Yeah. Angela Hill's a beast. Yeah. She fights in the UFC, and when she was on the podcast, she didn't even tell me till the podcast was over. And then was uh, when it was over, she goes, oh, I forgot to tell you, my grandfather is Barney Hill. And I was like, what? And I was like, next podcast. We're getting into that. Yeah. Like, well, when I do a second podcast with her, we'll talk about that, because that is a crazy story. Her grandfather mm -hmm. was... The, it was the first ever like widely publicized abduction story and they were driving down a road and there was some light above the car and then they woke up hours later I think that's the story and they they had to be they had to remember what happened like their brains were somehow scrambled but Separately, they both had the exact same vision of what it was. Now, people are super skeptical about this, and I think they were hypnotized, hypnotic regression, but something clearly had happened to them. They were missing time, and the story was that they were taken aboard this spacecraft, and it was one of the very first stories about these kind of creatures, these small kind of frail creatures which lar with large heads, that uh, had abducted them. Damn. It's wild, man. Like, it, the thing is, like, they weren't liars. It's not like if you talk to some person in the, oh, and I also saw Bigfoot, and I also, right. I know where the Loch Ness Monster sleeps, yeah. you know, but that's not the case. These were, like, respectable, like, members of society that weren't liars, they weren't criminals, and they had this story. And this is only one story they had Damn. their whole life, and they never changed the way they talked about it. Right. So when people have that, it doesn't mean necessarily that that's what really happened to them. But man, it's like, it's hard to ignore when you've had so many people that have the same 
kind of story. It's hard to ignore. And black people have been through so much to to go with the alien story is a brave thing. Would be like a you know what I'm saying when everybody else is kind of going with like more black rights and that and that kind of thing, and well, you're gonna a- say, I'm gonna do this is what's happening. Like that would be, and also it'd probably be scary to say I got to like what if people think like. You know, some white people probably thought, oh, that's only for whites. Well, this was actually an interracial couple, uh, Betty and Barney Hill. So they were bold in that sense, too, because in the 1950s, right, to, to come be a, out? a married interracial couple, they probably dealt with a bunch of bullshit. Wow. But it's a wild story. And Angela Hill, that's her grandfather. That's crazy. crazy. I don't know how much she talked to him about it or how much she knows about it. That's crazy, man. Damn. Yeah. I wonder if he wrote a book or anything. Did he? Well, he definitely gave a lot of interviews about it and talked about it. Like, see if he can find something on it. It's pretty interesting. Like, see if you can find a, a video of uh, Barney Hill talking about his, his case. He, when he talks about it, man, you know, it's so hard to tell when you watch a video because some people are just really good at lying. Yeah. You, you could say, oh, I could tell, man. He's telling the truth. But I don't think you can. You know, I, think, I think some people, they're just real crazy and they're good at lying. I'll probably miss getting off, though, I bet. You think you'll have one last little, like, it'll be like a book burner where everybody shows up and busts Shoots out one more time. Yeah, one more time for old time's sake. I think it'll be our great-great-grandchildren that have no genitals. I don't think it'll be us. No, no, no. Yeah, not us. It'll be more of a, they do it at birth. Yeah. But there'll be like a countdown, like on New Year's. Everybody yeah. does one last freaking hurrah off the Three, cliff or something. Three, two, one. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Dude, I remember, right? Remember, you remember the first time you could ever ejaculate or no? Uh, I'm trying, I don't think I remember the first time I ever ejaculated. What? I'm trying How to remember. You not, bro? Well, I had sex before I ever masturbated. Oh. Yeah. I, I started masturbating after I had sex. No way, man. Yeah. I don't know if that happens to a lot of people. That doesn't. I think it's pretty rare. Yeah. Oh my God, dude! And then after I had a girlfriend and started fooling around, then I realized like how dependent on her I was for that feeling for sex. Because you know when you're 15, 16 years old, like you are so horny, like all oh. the time. It's like you're aching. It's oh. horrific. Do you remember those days? Yeah, dude. You get those steel boners. <laughs> it just controlled your life, like a compass, yeah. due north. <laughs> I remember opening my pants to pee and I would hear <laughs> bro, peeing out of a bone or just hot peeing sideways in a freaking in a thing just to pee well. To pull your hand on the wall and Dude, bend towards I, it like you're fucking <laughs> and then try to hold yourself up with one hand and push your boner down with your other hand. Yeah. Yeah, like push it yeah. down like you're trying to force a drunk out of a bar. <laughs> Dude, I remember when I could first ejaculate, I remember they had this lady. I'd go outside in the morning, so I'm in York off outside, and they had this lady that would walk these two dogs, right? And so, the because I, I remember seeing on Nature Channel where if, like, there's urine or animal semen, like, some animals won't, it's, like, territory. Right. So, I remember uh, she'd walk these two dogs, and I would do it in, like, different spots to see if the animal, like, what they would do, like, a reaction. And uh, the little one would go over there, and the big one would never even... Really? Yeah, it was like the little one, I guess, almost felt like... Uh, He's a cuck. Yeah, 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 maybe the little, little one's cuck. over there. Yeah. You want to go over and sniff your loads. <laughs> but the big one didn't want that <laughs> smoke, baby. He didn't want none of it, dude. 
but I remember that, dude. Yeah, it was so exciting. I remember, here's one thing I do really, really uh, recollect emotionally was that I had this thing that made me feel good. I could feel good whenever I wanted to. Mm. And that was a huge thing for me. Yeah. Like if I was having a horrible day or I was thinking, you know, I was not feeling good about myself, which was a lot as a kid, I could come home and I could bust one and make my, it was suddenly I had <sighs> control over how I felt. Right. And it was the only way to do it. And it was this, uh, which is probably not a great way to, to establish feeling decent, you know, <laughs> but, uh, uh, but suddenly I had that little decent stick on me. You, you know, know what I used it for? A sleeping pill. It was great. If I couldn't sleep, whack one off. I I could see that for you. Out cold. I could see that for like, you. Like, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I need to take a nap and I know I only have like an hour, I'm like, well, 15 minutes, it'll be me beating off. And then I'll definitely get that 45 in. Otherwise, I'm laying there for fucking 35 minutes going, if I go to sleep now, I get 15 minutes. Shit. If I go to sleep now, I can sleep for 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I bust a nut. Then I'm going to sleep right away. It's oh. No if ands, or buts. I'm snoring. I'm sucking on my own tongue at that yeah. point. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I remember that shit was fun, dude. It was fun being just those. Just the busts were just like, oh, beautiful. I remember when I was beautiful. 16 years old. It was like one of the first times uh, a girl had ever given me a blowjob. This girl's dating gave me a blowjob, and I inside, came, uh, outside on a porch. Yeah. At nighttime, um, this girl was dating, and uh, I came so hard my ears rang. <sighs> the only time in my life, it was like, <laughs> and I was lightheaded. I was like, Jesus, because those were like sixteen-year-old cum shots. That's a different thing. When you you you've been just storing it up for a few weeks. <sighs> It was like watching the like those guys who go off that thing on the Olympics. It was like that too, just <laughs> skiers. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that was fun, dude. You know what's really crazy is that you think about the difference between being 11, 12, and then 13, 14, 15, 16 in just 5 years. Your desire, like what you want to do with the world, changes 100%. All of a sudden, you got all these crazy hormones in your system. You're confused. You're, you're hard all the time. Like you get boners in class all the time. I'd have to pull out my shirt. Oh. Like if you sat down too long, you would get a boner. You have to walk up to the board backwards and shit. Oh like just weird God. shit. Or you would tuck it into like the, the top. Yeah. It's almost like it'd be poking Wear a big out of shirt. Your underwear. Wear a Lamaze shirt from your stepmom. If you if you have a hard on and it's like this, you got a problem. But if you take it and you yeah. put it like that yeah. and put that, you lock it, in. <laughs> lock it in <laughs> with that rub, the rubber from the the, the this underwear is, band. Yeah, this is and your... it's like he's poking out of the top. And you put the clothes <laughs> over it. You're like, ooh, nothing to see here. Put it in that hard scarf, baby. You know what I'm saying? That's your next invention, Joe Rogan's teenage boner lock. Underwear. Do you know Elvis had a boner in a movie? There was a movie. Oh, yeah, I believe it. Something, some movie with women. I forget what it's called. Women are, are in the title. But there's a scene where Elvis is with this girl, and she's pretty fucking hot. Mm. And Elvis is uh, like dancing with her, and he's got a full rod, like it's poking out of his pants, and they left it in there. Damn. They didn't even cut around it. So no, when I get real excited, even still, I'll grab my penis and squeeze it. Do you ever do that? 
when it's hard or soft? When it's soft. You just grab it? Yeah, like it makes Wake me up, feel. Bitch. No, it's just what like. What are you saying? Like, yeah. Let me think. I don't like to squeeze it when it's soft. It hurts. Yeah, it makes Here me it feel is. kind of fired up. So Elvis in this scene, yeah. The walls have ears. That's it. Look at that. Got a full. Damn. Back that up a little bit. Daddy running that rod that. out there, huh? Watch this as he moves. Watch this. Watch this. Right there. Bro. Ooh. He's got a boner. That's that 11-pound test he's Look got at her. going on. Look how she backs her, yes. her, her her vagina back. Like, yes, she realizes something's going on there. Immediately. Bro, women were different back then. No one worked out. Oh, well, it's like if you go to, like, Europe now, it's like it's almost like they don't have a lot of gyms and stuff. Really? Yeah. Oh, Italy, I noticed that. Yeah, you go to I've Italy, Italy like, a few times. Their gyms are bullshit. Like, where the fuck are your weights? It's like a pizzeria. Every every gym is <laughs> just serving pizza. It's just people eating pizza. Like, yeah. They had like one of these cable machines. The cables were fucked up. I was trying to do chin-ups yeah. off of it. It like, just got cable. It was like a yeah. direct TV. <laughs> yeah, you're just watching just shows. They had like, one treadmill, and this is like a nice place I was staying at. That's mate, Yeah, that's maybe that's just Italy. I thought it was yeah. maybe in France, too. But I, yeah, I, I realized that when I was in Europe one time. I said, damn, they're really have they're not doing they're not as a concern with like the appearance of the fitness you know i just don't think it's part of the culture the culture is about eating and drinking wine yeah. and relaxing and having fun and they have a different view on things i don't know what's better or worse but they seem to have a more relaxed take on things yeah and their food's better so maybe they're right well our food is all stressed out you know yeah. i think even the meat you get is stressed and I was thinking about this the other day, dude. Anybody, like, the other day I had a steak, like, on a Tuesday or something, dude. Like, steak used to be, like, mm -hmm. remember steak was for, yeah. dude, I remember the first time I saw a steak, I think I was 19 or 22 years old. First time I saw a steak, right? Really? Yeah. We didn't, uh, we didn't have a steak. Right. And if you did, it was, like, a bullshit steak. If we did, it was off somebody, you know, somebody down the street was fucking slanging something, dude. It could have been. <laughs> Could have been fucking part of their wife, dude. Yeah. Who knows? But <laughs> but now people are having steak on a somebody. You know, you know, somebody like gets an A on a test. They're having it like it used to be. Steak was for right somebody who had done something. Yes, it was a celebratory thing. Yeah. Now it's like like people would say, "I'll treat you to a steak dinner." Yes. Yeah. Steak dinner was like a big deal. Dang, like I had steak yesterday. We had steak. Everybody it just yeah. It just there's no the rewards. There's no, it's like. Yeah, the rewards are on Tuesdays now. It's like, yeah, my kids are like steak again. I'm like, yeah. Do you understand? This is the best food, the most nutritious food, most nutrient dense food. Fuck all that propaganda. And that was a diet where people only eat steak. Oh yeah, where Jordan Peterson was, was on it, wasn't yeah. he? He's still on it. Damn, he's still on it. I don't know. I've Carnivore tried Carnivore diet. I don't know. Maybe I haven't tried that. Well, that's what it is. It's all steak diet. They're just eating steak. Jordan just has steak and salt and water. That's it. Damn. He even gets his blood work done. He's okay. apparently he's okay. You know. Yeah, I just got on some. Uh, what did I get on? Oh, probiotics. Oh. And that's really been helping me. Yeah. Dude, I got like about a year and a half ago. I got so or maybe tears got so angry. Maybe it was during the pandemic. I don't know what it was. It was like I was dealing with all this stress, stress and anger. I couldn't deal with it. You might even, I remember I saw you at, um, I think it was at the Improv, and I had to cancel some shows one weekend. Yeah. And I said, hey, do you think I should cancel these shows? And he said, no, I don't think you should, but I had to cancel. There's just nothing I could, I was just like burnt. You were having anxiety, too. I think I was, yeah. I was yeah. just burnt out. Yeah. Yeah, I remember you were confused about it. But here's the thing, is like, 
you always love doing shows. So if there's a time where you don't want to do shows, like there's got to be something legitimately wrong. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's what I realized. That something was going on. I didn't know what it was. A lot of it was anger, man. Anger at what? I don't know. Nothing? No specific reason? I tried. I mean, I tried like... um, I've just done a ton of yoga. I did. Oh yeah, I, yeah. Isn't that, that amazing that's for been like helping. relieving anger? Oh, you're so peaceful after you get out of there. Yoga, meditation. I tried the ketamine. Um, oh, you do the nasal spray? No, I did the shoot them up. Oh, did you really? Did you do the IV? Yeah. You went IV. to a doctor? Six sessions. Yeah, with a therapist in the room. Did you trip balls? Mm-hmm. Bro, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me. Dude, there was a moment, no joke, where I thought it was a tonsil. There was a time where I thought it was a tonsil. A tonsil. Maybe you are. Human, bro. Yeah, totally. I wouldn't be Maybe shocked. we're all cells <laughs> in a tonsil. Because you know how like an atom, if you think of an atom, most uh, of it is like empty space, right? Yeah, just like and a uh, solar system. Right. Maybe that's like the whole universe is like an atom. Oh, I wouldn't be shocked by and that. And you really are an atom in a tonsil. But that the reveal on that wouldn't be... I need something dark. I need something more than that. So when you thought you were tonsil, tell me what what, what the experience was like. Okay, so they put you in the thing. You're sitting there in the chair, and then suddenly, like, um, you have your eyes closed, and you're talking with a therapist the whole time during this place. Is he talking too much? No. Is he like me? No. No, I don't think he – I'm glad you talk because I don't – it's hard for me. The, The most I've ever talked to my life is couple times with you ever. <laughs> <laughs> like if I'd have had even one of the conversations I had with you with my father total, then I'd fucking probably be a different human Bro, being. Bro, you know what's hilarious? I know, right? I, if I had those conversations with my father, I probably wouldn't be having them with the rest of the world. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> my whole life, dude, I swear to God, my parents always told me I talk too much. Really? Yeah, they're like, you talk too much. But like asking all these questions, I was always curious. And they're like, well, shut the fuck up. Like, you talk too much. Yeah. I was always talking. I was always like, what is this? And why do you do that? And who the fuck is wants, why does anybody want that? I always wanted to keep talking. I wanted to keep people awake. Like, wake up. Come on, we're going to keep talking. <laughs> really? <laughs> and everybody was like, you talk too much. And then it became what I do. Wow. It's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. But did you know people were so, you people you remember people saying you talk too much? A hundred percent. I was annoying. Wow. Because I, I was, know people that are like that. That was me. It's funny, I hadn't thought of you like that. Maybe it's because it's been presented to me. Uh, well, I polished it up. Oh, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, there you, know? you go. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, if you, like, you got a kid who's got a lot of wild energy, but yeah. then you teach him martial arts, and then that kid becomes like really oh, good dude, at martial yeah. arts, yeah. he polished it up. Well, it reminds me, Dustin Poirier used to fight dudes in his town in front of the police station because he knew they were going to get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> so he would meet them there to fight. Like, Perfect. He's such a nice guy. He's like, we're going to be in here anyway. Let's meet right over here. That's a good move. But then he polished it up. Yeah, he polished it up, and now he's a world champion. Yeah. And that's what it is. There you, know? you are. And now you're that's a world champion. In a way, yeah, I'm in podcasting. You're certainly a, a, yeah, you certainly are. That's commendable. Wow, it's interesting. Um, so tell me about this ketamine. Okay, so you go in, you're sitting in the chair, and then you start to close your eyes, and you start so to- So they give you an IV. IV, yeah. And it, it, how big is the bag? Is like a regular IV bag, the whole deal? Yeah, first, the first couple sessions, they let you, they see how you're going to do. 
Mm-hmm. They want to make sure you're not going to freak. freak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't. Pull the cord out yeah, of your totally. arm. Grab the doctor. <laughs> oh, I go in there wearing all army fatigues and shit. They're like, this ain't going to go well. <laughs> fucking football paint <laughs> under your eyes. <laughs> With an Aaron Rodgers jersey on. <laughs> Shout out to Aaron Rodgers. I know, yeah. Well, he has time to listen this weekend. He does. So, there he's, you go. Well, if he, if he stays off Twitter. That's true. You know, huh? He might get caught up in the hate. Oh, he's a white Kyrie Irving, dude. Good for him. Well, but Kyrie had, Irving's not getting nearly the hate that he is. That's true. He's getting a lot of hate today. It's interesting. Yeah, I did notice that even last night they were talking about it on TV. These two complete nerds were talking about Aaron Rodgers. I'm like, you guys couldn't even. Here's the thing about Aaron Rodgers. I could say this now because he's gone through this whole thing. He's allergic to one of the main ingredients in the vaccine. Oh, really? Yeah, there's a there's an there's a an ingredient that's in the capsule, and I'm, I hope I'm not doing any disservice to him because he told me this in confidence he told me this but this is people need to know this is a re he's not vaccine hesitant because he's like a conspiracy theorist there's uh what is the the uh ingredient propyl ethylene glycol some shit i don't remember the actual term for but it. but he has a reaction to it he has he has a legit allergy to this stuff and it's in shampoos it's it's a it's a commonly used mm. chemical. Yeah, and he has a legit allergy to this commonly His used. His hair chemical. looks oily, actually. Maybe that's why. Maybe wash. My brother's with... highly allergic to sesame seeds. Really, sesame seeds. Yeah, I love him. I've never heard that. I've heard peanuts and. Yeah, you know, me too. Brian Cowan's mom can't even touch a Brazil nut. Really? Damn. She licks, she licks a Brazil nut. She falls down like a fucking timber. Damn, why well, ain't taking her to Rio? You know what I'm saying, dude? <laughs> I'll tell you that, bro. That's for sure. Uh, propylene, propylene glycol, is that what it's called? Yeah, Damn. that's it. Um, Aaron Rodgers is allergic to that. So if he did get injected with the vaccine, it's highly likely that he would have an adverse reaction, an allergic reaction. And see, this is the thing about vaccines and all kinds of medications and even all kinds of foods like you and I can eat Brazil nuts no problem right Brian's mom eats it she's dead right so if there's three people in a room and two of them are you and one of them is Brian's mom you know we could all eat Brazil nuts you and I will be fine be like what's the big deal just take your Brazil nut take it for society yeah eat your Brazil nut meanwhile she's dead you this is the, the CDC's thing. website says if you have an allergic yeah. allergic reaction anything in it you Say, if you're it. allergic to an ingredient in COVID-19 vaccine, if you have had a severe allergic reaction or an immediate allergic reaction, even if it was not severe, to any ingredient in the mRNA COVID-19 vaccine, you should not get either of the currently available mRNA COVID-19 vaccines. By the way, the way I said that loud, it's because it's bold. It's in bold type on the CDC website. It says Pfizer, BioNTech, and Moderna, if you have had a severe allergic reaction or an immediate allergic reaction to any ingredient in the Johnson Johnson vaccine, and it says in all bold, you should not get the J&J Janssen vaccine. So he's literally following the CDC's recommendations <clears throat> on their website. Right. He's not a dummy. He's a fucking smart dude. The reason why he hasn't gotten vaccinated is he has a legitimate allergy to one of the ingredients in the vaccine. Yeah. And some people could and don't know it also. I mean, yeah, I think maybe 
what do you do? Do you just start a league for people that aren't vaccinated then, do you think? No, man. You fucking give them the the goddamn monoclonal antibodies when they get sick and they yeah. get better quick. I agree. And then they There's have gotta be antibodies like yeah. you do, which makes you more resilient to the vaccine to the virus in the future. I'm upstairs, Without, baby. I'm here. I think the problem with this is there's like a one level approach. Right. People only look at it one way. You got to get vaccinated. They're not looking at it in that like maybe we should expand treatment. Maybe we should look at all these other treatments and find out what's the most effective. And that monoclonal antibodies is insanely effective. Well, mainstream media hooked themselves so much to these original things, I think, because they also have advertisers Brought attached to you and by yeah, Pfizer. I know. Isn't that crazy? Anderson Cooper, brought to you by <laughs> Pfizer. Don Lemon, brought to you by Pfizer. When you see that ad, that the, the fucking compilation of all the brought to you by Pfizer, it's on my Instagram. Dude, I'm blacker than Don Lemon, dude. Let's you be realistic, be. dog. You might be. Let's be realistic. <laughs> <clears throat> Let that hang there. Let's a little dead silence. <laughs> Let it, bro. Yeah. Let it sit. Let that mill around. <laughs> Um. So uh, let me. So let me. So I don't more respected on the streets, huh? You definitely more respected. That's on the what streets. I'm saying, dude. hundred percent. That's what I'm saying, bro. I've been, dude. I got fiddled, diddled by a black guy when I was growing up. Congratulations. Dude. Thank you. How was it? I didn't. You know, I didn't have any. I mean, it was. You know, we were kids. You know what I'm saying? It was like it wasn't fucking. It wasn't invasive in the back. It was just front, but it was. <laughs> you know, so that's different. It's yes. weird when somebody goes into your body. It than if somebody different. just touches your penis or, or puts your body into them. That's different. Yeah, that didn't happen. This man was just doing odd things. Yeah, it is. He kept picking us up and down by our, trying to pick us up and down by our penis. He's like, I'm going to pick you up by your penis, kind of. And mm. he would just like pick his, like, just like an inch. Like it was like a joke. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Right. Yeah. So then in the end, he and just then he let you down and then he right. picked you up again. So he's just touching you your penis. Yeah. He'd he'd you up again, like, let you down. Yeah. Like, hey. He was trying to find out who gets hard. Yeah, he was. And if you got hard, he'd be like, I got one. And I didn't. I didn't. Right. Right. It's like fishing. Yeah. You know, you cast a lot of lines out there. Most of them, you don't get a bite. But every now and then, you get that little something <laughs> on the, yeah, you get something on the line. <laughs> you hear that drag pulling? Dude, remember that guy that took you fishing? Remember that story you told me that time? Oh, yeah. Well, he didn't take me fishing. He actually used to jog around the lake uh. while we fished and became friends with us. And then uh, I was 13 years old, 12 or 13. I think I was 13. And he said to me one day, I'll never forget this. He goes, uh, you know I love you, right? And I was a little odd. It was a little odd because he was drunk. And we were at a particular part of this pond. There, there was no one around. There was like this main pond. <clears throat> it's called Jamaica Pond. It's in Jamaica Plain. and uh, New York? No, uh, Boston. Boston. And it, it, Jamaica Plain is like a, a part of Boston. And... Uh, there's this one pond that we would go fishing at all the time, me and my friend Josh. And uh, this dude used to come by and say hi to us. And he used to be a school teacher and he got fired. Yeah, he was I trying to that. explain how he got fired. I mean, it's like the people didn't understand him and this and that. But really, was, he was fucking kids. He I'm was sure. perving out. He was perving out. Ugh. <clears throat> and he said to me that uh, he loved me. And I remember thinking, you know, like, where is this going? And he was drunk too. And did you believe that he loved you or not? I was confused because yeah. I was like, something feels wrong. And y'all didn't know each other that well. We knew each other like friendly. Like he oh, would yeah. come you by and talk. It then. He would hang out. You know, I'd actually been to his house before. Oh like, yeah, I which remember is you told me that. really kind of scary. Now that I th stop and think about it, it was the wrong dude. You know, I was thirteen. When you're thirteen, you're fucking dumb. 
you know, yeah. and then he, or you're trusting. Exactly. I was trusting because he was a smart guy. He was very smart because he was in the Korean War and he was talking to me about the Korean War and he would tell you about, you know, what it was like to serve. And he uh, he watched a guy back into a propeller. I remember he told oh. me that his name was Walter. He watched the guy back. He the guy and he didn't up. yell or anything. He's telling him to stop. I don't think you know it's the guy fucked up and he backed into a propeller and just got his fucking head obliterated. And that was it, just spray and done, dead. I'm just reading that everybody. book by that guy. Uh, who's the guy that shot Bin Laden? That was part of that group. The I don't Navy know his Seal? name, but I know who you're talking about. It's it's pretty interesting. I didn't ever know so much about like buds and like Navy <laughs> SEAL program and stuff, but his story like goes. It's interesting all the way through it. Anyway, go on. So but yeah, anyway, that was kind of... So he told me he loved me, and I was like real confused. Mm. And I, I, th I think I said, I like you too, or something like that. And he goes, you, nice it, you can't be love without sex. I remember mm. saying that. And then I remember I'm reeling in my line, and I had a, a knife in my pocket. I put my hand on my knife, and I said, get the fuck away from me. And I said, leave me alone. And he's like, you're reacting to this the wrong way. You're overreacting. I'm like, leave me the fuck alone. And luckily... He left me the fuck alone. Wow. Luckily. But he was a grown man, and I was a small kid. I could have been- Were in... you tough, though? No. No, not at all. No, when I was 13, I wasn't tough at all. You were pretty handsome, though. I remember seeing pictures of I you. I was boy cute. <clears throat> but it was You could have been things... in a boy band. You could have been in a violent boy band. <laughs> <laughs> I became uh, tough because I was scared. Like the, I learned how to fight because I was nervous, and because we moved around a lot. And when we mo I moved to a new high school, like my first year of high school was I was in a new neighborhood. Yeah. And so I was the kid that got picked on. And I wasn't a big kid. And so they fucked with me and I didn't know how to fight. And so I was like, God damn it. I need to learn how to do martial arts. And then I started doing martial arts and I became obsessed. And so I became what I was afraid of. Mm. Interesting, man. That's an interesting concept for people to take away, I think. Yeah, to try and a way to become what you're afraid of. Well, that's what I was afraid of was someone who actually knew how to fight. Right. So I became that. Yeah. You know? And it alleviated that feeling completely. It was That was the wildest thing. Like, I was always worried about being picked on, and it just alleviated that. Yeah. I remember... Who led you into it, though? Was there a person that first said, hey, Joe, gee up over here, you know? No, it was me. I knew I needed to learn how to do martial arts. I just... I needed to learn how to fight. Was it boxing was or martial? Was there like a thing? Was it? Well, I started with, I did Kung Fu a little bit when I was a kid, but I didn't really stick with it. But then I did karate when I was 14. And then I went from karate to Taekwondo. And I also did wrestling. I wrestled for a season. Uh, but I couldn't wrestle and do Taekwondo at the same time. And I had a, I had the, like a natural ability at Taekwondo. There was, there was something about hitting people that w I was good at. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, because I'll go to some classes at the National MMA sometimes, and it makes me feel like part of a group. It makes yeah. me feel more capable a little bit. A lot um, of camaraderie. Yeah. It's, it's like it feels there's an alleviation of pressure when you're done working out that's like nothing else. Like the, you feel so good after it's over. You feel so peaceful and relaxed. And even surviving, like just grappling with somebody for like a few minutes and surviving through that, even if no, you, nobody yeah. beat any, is like, you're like, fuck, yeah, I yeah. made it, wow, okay, yeah. so like, I can at least, it just takes some of the little fears away just a little bit at a time. Yeah, and it's also great at alleviating stress, because it's, it's controlled chaos, right? It's like controlled aggression and controlled, uh, like there's a lot of fear, because you might get tapped, you might get strangled, so there's like this struggle, but it's controlled struggle. Yeah. And then it's after it's over, you're just so peaceful. Like, guys 
who do jujitsu all the time are some of the nicest fucking people I know. Like some of my nicest friends are mm-hmm. friends that do jujitsu. Oh yeah, they're so friendly. They're so kind. Yeah, some of the most interesting people I've met, man, are uh, dude. It's funny because I'll go into a jujitsu place and just because I know you, people are like excited. Like, dude, I don't know anything. Like, I'm saying, bro, <laughs> people are kicking me in the back of the fucking neck. People are camoring my fucking uh, my Cossacks. People are fucking. <laughs> You're really... kind of what a Cossacks is, bro. I'm I'm fucking. Uh, they turn me into an Anna and he's in that bitch. They're like, he's uh, awesome, you know. So, so tell me about this uh, ketamine trip. So you keep I getting off track. Yeah, sorry, man. No, don't apologize. It's awesome. Um, I miss you so much, man. I yeah, really I miss you do. too. Thanks for having me. I'm happy that you guys are doing so good down here. I'm so I love it down here. It's exciting. Yeah, it's been scary, kind of. I think being in in because uh, I still have my apartment in LA, so I'll go back to work on material. You know, sketchy though, right? Well, I did notice one time I got off the plane and everybody's in masks and everybody's scared. It's, Scared. Smell it in the air, like them salts. And yeah, 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 dude. <laughs> and I'm gonna take another hit at the very end of the <laughs> salts. Right, right now, like, I'm an addict, Let's bro. Open that bag up again, Jamie. Yeah. Honestly, do get it out. Open that bag. <laughs> Honestly, do oh, get it. He likes it. He like. You hear that, Rob? He likes it. Oh my god. Take a whiff. Just open the bag. You don't need to open the whole thing. Okay. Just get a little like remember whiff. Just a little okay. remember whiff. Give me, give me some too. I'm gonna, no, be, gonna, with gonna, I'm gonna be there with you. Here we go. Yeah, bro. Jesus. Yeah, again, you're not supposed to smell it. You're supposed to waft it. But but. here's the thing, dude. The the lid is sealed. This is super sealed. There's no way they sell that on the internet, huh? I don't know how it stays in the Ziploc bag. That's got to be the most powerful Ziploc bag ever. We bought this online, right? Yeah. Bro, I smelled it with my eyes. Did you feel that in your eyes? This This is that uh, Juju. Juju, How do you say his name? Mufu. Juju Juju Mufu, Mufu. guys. It's called, uh, what is it called? Ah. Ah, that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. How to recalibrate Here. your nuts I'll right show there. Everybody, the the, the thing. Oh, I'm gonna get one more. It's just so everybody knows what it is. Can you get a focus on it? <laughs> that's what it is. I don't think you should be showing that to people, oh. dude. Honestly. The guy who sells this is fucking jacked. We want to see. Show show yeah. Theo a picture of the dude who sells this. You want Bro, another whip? Jacked, but he has. Yes, I do. But he hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. He loves it. He hasn't <laughs> slept in five years. <laughs> <laughs> he just wakes up in the night. <laughs> Yeah. Look at him. That's the dude. Oh my god. Full splits holding looks like 155 oh, pounds overhead. That's a lot. He's jacked. He's super jacked. Yuji Mufu. Maybe yeah, we'll start using this. This is his stuff. But the, a lot of those Whoa. That took right? a slow hit, boy. Damn. Why'd you do that? Because it feels good. All right. Back to ketamine. Yeah. Okay, so I'm sitting there in the chair and a man named John. The Sherpa, the Sherpa kind of, you're in there with a Sherpa, and it's a lot. Sherpa? I thought it was a, like a counselor or something. I mean, Therapist. it's a counselor. He had a whistle around his neck, so that's the only oh, part that made no. it a little bit dicey. But, God damn it. But it was sanctioned. It's in a beautiful facility. It's a nice facility. So go in. They put it in you. I'm sitting in the chair. He had a whistle? Uh, I think it was like, it might have been a safety piece he had from being a child or something. He, might, he could have been, I don't know, lifeguard. I have no idea what his past was like. <laughs> But he was a nice guy, but he's a therapist. So I'm sitting there and I start dreaming, you know, like a regular dream, you know? I start dreaming a little bit. I'm still talking to him. And then I start talking about being a kid. You know, I I love thinking about being a kid and stuff. And so I start talking about being a child and then I start talking about my dad. And now like the darkness is starting to have like kind of shapes in it and things are starting to feel that I'm talking about are starting to feel real. 
like this feels real. I'm sitting in here with you and there's this table here and this, so I can feel this feels real. Jamie's right there. So things like that I'm talking about start to feel, it has a feeling, not just a vision. So I started to feel, I was talking about my dad and next thing you know, I'm spending time with my dad. Like I'm with my dad. Whoa. And I had, you know, and I ain't gotten to spend time with my dad in 20 years. So like, um, and I remember I got to let my dad know that I loved him. I didn't know if he ever knew, you know, and it was this crazy thing, dude. I'm sitting there and I'm bawling, crying. And like, I didn't plan on that when I went in there, but it felt like I was really with my, like it felt as real as sitting here with you, Wow. which for, for somebody being deceased and gone, it, it was so powerful. I would think that that would be a hard thing to share with someone you don't know. I guess that maybe that's where the ketamine really comes in, and I didn't. Uh, it didn't bother you that you didn't know. That and I'm okay with. Sh- I shared a lot of emo. I share a lot of e- like. Yeah. I share a lot of emotional stuff, so I think I'm probably more prone to it maybe than some people. But I would just imagine that, like, if you don't know this man and you're sitting down, it's like an intensely personal part of your life. Well, he became the therapist. Became. Just somebody I would check in. I would say, John, is everything okay? Am I okay? Because I started to feel. Then I started to slide down the edge of the universe for a minute. Ooh, what's that like? It was it was, it was was hard. It yeah. was hard. Because you don't have any ropes or anything. I mean, you're out there just. You're like, you know, Hope Solo. Or you're Solo Hope. Or whatever that guy is who climbed that guy. You, you, you had him on. Free Solo. Alex Honnold. Yeah, you're like that, dude. But, but there's no... <laughs> But there's no mountain, no ropes, no mountain. But you have a, I do, I, you do have a bag of chalk on your on your belt. I didn't notice that. But I felt like a cryptocurrency. I felt myself like going through these channels. Um, and then I came back to another moment. I got to spend time with. Oh, I got to see my mom when she was a kid, which I thought was kind of interesting. Wow. Uh, and just see that she was like a happy child or something, you know, or just I don't know. So there was moments like that for me that were extremely intense and real. Um, and otherwise, it was a lot of moments where I was just out of my, I was out of the chair. I remember at some points thinking, how am I ever going to get back into that chair? Wow. They'll never get me back in there. I was just so far out in my head. How long did it last? It felt like it lasted for about maybe, maybe 13 minutes, but it was an hour. Neil Brennan told me about it first. He was the first guy to tell me about it. I'll never forget. We were in the hallway of the comedy store. You know, Neil's an intense guy. Yeah. And he looks at me and he goes, uh, uh. he's like, I was tripping. <laughs> he goes, I didn't know what it was going to be because I was fucking tripping. Yeah. And it was, uh, for him, it was to deal with depression. Yeah. He said it was very effective. Wow. It helped him a lot. I I, I, I I took away from it if you had like a some severe tragedy or something like that then it would really help for me it didn't feel like a long-term solution it didn't help me with my anger really so where do you think your anger is coming from I don't know man I don't recognize you as an angry guy like you and I have only had laughs like yeah. when you and I have been hanging out it's always been just like this fun yeah I think I think some of it's maybe responsibility um, responsibility makes you angry yeah, I think sometimes I think maybe I think I thought that whenever my life got a, like whenever I got more success in my job or something that I would feel some satisfaction, something like you feel like you made it. Or I thought I would feel like, yes, 
different. Right. And I feel appreciative. I feel happy. And I'm, I'm not saying I'm amazing in my job, but I'm once I started to have some success in my job, that I would feel different. I see what you're saying. And I just didn't... I don't know. You're still the same. Everything's still kind of this. You still have all the same things, you know. Do you ever have imposter syndrome? I've heard about it. You don't have that. I like don't know if you, I do. the The idea is that like you can't believe that you're successful, and you feel like eventually the world's going to wake up and go, "Why the fuck am I paying oh, attention yeah. to this guy? He's out here talking crazy shit about his cousin getting bit by a gay guy." <laughs> well, it happened on Halloween. <laughs> You know, that's my favorite joke you do. Well, it happened in Los Angeles, <laughs> that dude. That joke kills me. If I could happen in Los Angeles, the guy was dressed up like a baby deer, and my cousin <laughs> loved to deer hunt. That was a crazy part. <laughs> so the dude comes out, and he, you know, his first instinct is to feed him or whatever, you know, sprinkle that piss out there or whatever. <laughs> and the fucking dude bit him, man. That's you know, uh, that's Newsom. A guy biting you is, is it Newsom's fault? I, mean, I don't know. I'm just showing might you what's be, happening. It might be his fault. <laughs> I'm willing to go with you and, and blame Newsom. I don't know. I mean, it's just it's just Halloween, you know. I remember there was a gay man on Halloween dressed up like a mermaid, and he kept saying, "Help me up." He was laying on the pavement out oh in West God. Hollywood. And oh I, my God! I thought that was a good trap. <laughs> I thought because I even stopped for a second. That's a great trap. Yeah, that's oh a God. great trap. That's a great trap. <laughs> Somehow, another like gay traps don't bother me as much. Like, if a guy lays a trap for a woman, that bothers me. But, like, gay traps, like, <laughs> come on, son. You got tricked by that? You got tricked by that mermaid trap? <laughs> Dude, there was this hot girl one time, and she told this guy was hitting on her. And she said, if you kiss my gay friend, then I'll make out with you. And the dude kissed the friend, and then she said, nah. Uh, <laughs> the dude just kissed the guy. That's Brutal. a good, good gay trap. Well, that's good good on her, and fuck him. Would you ever let a gay dude flirt? Did you ever let a gay guy flirt with you a little just to keep your spirits up a little? Keep my spirits up a little? Or just like say you're sitting somewhere, you're talking to a guy, and it's a gay guy. Did you ever, you know, not act real straight or something because you were... <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though, to try to just have a decent day or whatever? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, though? Like you took advantage of him. <laughs> I've had a lot of problems in my life, but one thing I've, I've not had a problem with is depression. Yeah. I've never had a problem with depression. And I think the reason why, I mean, I've, I've had shitty days where it doesn't feel good, but I've never had like prolonged, I know people that have actual depression. I've had bad days, but I think it's because I've always been busy. I think yeah. that's my key is like, I've always had things I'm obsessed with. Whether it's martial arts or comedy or pool or all these different things that I've been obsessed with, they ke they keep me busy, mm -hmm. and that keeps me from like really like getting down on myself. And I've seen people like sink deep into the depths, oh, where yeah. I don't know if they're gonna come out of it. So I've never had a problem where I needed someone to pick me up like that. So no, yeah, that's the answer. But I have had gay guys that flirted with me. It was fun. As long as it was like an understanding that is, we're being silly. You're being silly. Right. Like, don't grab my dick. Everybody's just don't, being silly. Yeah. It's like, yeah, <clears throat> it's it's less threatening than like for a woman. If a guy is hitting on a woman, the girl's not receptive. She's not interested. Right. But the guy's aggressive about it. It gets to a point where it's like, oh Jesus, like, am I in trouble here? Am I scared? Like, women can be in trouble. Where I was like. Don't make me fuck you up. Right. Like, hey, hey. I'm fine. Hey, yeah. Hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> hey, stop. Stop. 
You know, it wasn't like I was in danger. Yeah. You know, which is the nice thing about knowing how to fight. Right. It's like in situations like that, we're like, hey, 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 stop. Yeah. Relax. Yeah. Leave me alone. Everything, yeah. But I did have to push some guy's arms off me once. I was in Montreal, and this fucking dude kept trying me to get get me to go up to his hotel room with him. Oh, he yeah. He was drunk. Canadian gays, baby. He was super aggressive. They'll grapple, yeah. Yeah, man, I... uh. I, yeah, I, th I remember one time this dude was kind of flirting with me, and I, I kind of let it happen a little bit, but I remember I drew like How a, far? What's a little bit? I mean, just- Touching? No. Sitting at a bar. Cuddling? <laughs> rest his head on your shoulder? <laughs> Doing a crossword together. Imagine if a guy- It's a doku. Imagine if a guy is, he's like, he's like I just want to lay my head on your shoulder. That's it. Like, All right, man, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, no. You know, we were just talking about this the other day. Listen, how come I would put those things like they put for birds on your shoulders? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> to keep birds from shitting yeah. on a roof? <laughs> to keep them from landing those on the bench? Yeah. Maybe Sorry to interrupt you. Gene Simmons costume was all about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I put on a Gene Simmons costume. <laughs> the spikes. <laughs> it was. We were just having this conversation the other day. Why is it you like every man shakes a man's hand? Yeah. How you doing? Nice to meet you. But you can't hold on to it. You can't hold a man's hand because that's gay. Indian men, I notice, do it. They'll stay in there longer. Well, it's a big thing with uh, Saudi Arabia. Like uh, there was a a video that like it got it was real weird with George Bush W when he was president was walking holding hands with one yeah. of the Saudi royals. They were holding hands because in their culture that is a normal thing to do. Mm -hmm. But it's weird because we shake hands. Shaking hands is a hundred percent normal, right? And and not only that, like you have to do it. Firm handshake. Right. Nice to meet you. How are you? Good How to are see you? you? Good to see you. You're like a nice firm handshake. I like that man. Hello. But hang on to it. Let's hold hands. Right. No, I'm not into that, bro. Yeah, I'm into just a quick shake <laughs> and then I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I just want to see if I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see if my dick gets hard when yeah. I'm holding your hand. <laughs> Look, I'm willing to take the test, but it's I'm like not a, ready to take the whole like uh, treatment. How long does a, a handshake, when does it become holding hands? At what point? How many seconds in? Well, um, I mean. How many seconds in? 30? <laughs> oh, dude, I'm thinking. <laughs> Let's see what 30 is like. Ready? Go. Here's 30 seconds. Ready? Right. Yeah. Imagine this. All right. Nice to meet you, Theo. Thanks, nice Theo, to meet you, Theo, where are you from? I'm um, from uh, Atlanta, actually. Oh, you were born in Atlanta? No, I just spent a lot of time there, man. Hmm. Wow. Look at this. 14 seconds in. <laughs> My hand is getting tired. He's still <laughs> No, no, no. Don't go anywhere. Okay. So what do you do? You do comedy? No, yeah, I do have some comedy. Have a seat. Let's keep holding hands while we have okay. a seat. Five more seconds. Yeah, Four man. Minutes. I'd love to stay and hang out, buddy, but... No, no, no. Go, don't go anywhere. 15. So that's 30 seconds. That was 30 seconds. Right but there. how much more would you get to know about somebody if you held their hand? Not much more. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, would you? Would you get to know more? Well, that's what I'm wondering. Is there some like older tradition where like if you're walking with your brother and you're holding your brother's hand, are you able to get some senses and, and get like a... Was there ever like some kind of maybe pathology? I don't know if that's the word, but that would say, hey, you know, your brother's having a tough time or he's not telling you something. Could you read 
something in. Well, you do get that from hugs, right? Like you ever have a buddy that's going through a hard time, you give him a hug, he starts crying, and yeah. then you hug him harder. You know, oh, like some, some, I'm, I'm that buddy. Yeah, yeah, that's you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't want to bring your name up. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally, bro. Yeah. Oh, I'm on the emo all star team, baby. You know what I'm saying, boy? Is, oh, scientists have suggested that a handshake lasting more than three seconds <laughs> could spell doom for a working relationship. What kind of fucking scientists are these? Scientists in Dallas, Texas. I'll tell you Look at that. This. Research. Researches in Dundee. Where the fuck is Dundee? Oh, this is Australia. in England. Uh, found extended power grabs could even trigger anxiety. Also, men are trying to trigger anxiety by holding on your hand too long. Mm. They also negatively impact business meetings <laughs> and affect relationships. More than three seconds. All right, let's count three seconds. Ready? Hold right. hands. One, One two, two, three. three. Well, let's what? do it, man. More let's just that. go ahead and do it my so it seems real. Hold on. Clean my hands up here. All right. Ready? Yeah. One. One. Two, three. It feels fair. I think we're good. Yeah, but we're fine. We're, we're friends. Fine. Yeah, we we're friends. Do this like for we're quite fine. a while. I think once you move somewhere else, you gotta let go though, because if you no, move no, no, anywhere, no, no, let's get up. Stand up. Right. <laughs> yeah, see, it's too, way too much here. action. Over here. At what point in time does it get That's on? way too far. Yeah, you doing well? I'm okay. <laughs> you okay? Yeah, it's starting to get a little. How odd is that? But it's a strange thing, like holding a hand yeah. can become weird, but shaking a hand is completely normal. But I wonder if one started from the, like if it, because the shaking, I just wonder where handshaking started, I guess. I think it came from sword fighting. The idea is that you're holding the right hand, which is the hand that you hold your sword. I th I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Wow. That's also like in England, oh, I see while that. they drive on the left side of the road, because you have your sword on the right hand. So if someone's coming at you, you want to be able to attack them with your right hand, which means you want to be on the left side of them. Oh, wow. I'm pretty sure that's where it came from. We need to bring back swords, dude. That's the shit that we miss. Imagine just drawing on somebody. We might be soon. Who knows? Who even knows, we man? We run out of bullets. If society collapses, we get hit by an asteroid, we run out of bullets. Well, dude, I thought about this the other day. That guy who's going to be... Outside of the Walmarts, whatever, shaking for the quarters, you know? The, yes. And we have a coin shortage going on this year. Like, that guy's going to be- Is there a coin shortage? We should get rid of coins. Everywhere I go, there's a coin shortage. Look at this. The U.S. president once shared a 19-minute handshake with Shinzo Abe <laughs> and held Emmanuel Macron's hand for a full 29 seconds on a visit oh, to France yeah. in 2017. Oh, this is Trump. Yeah. Trump's I a bad motherfucker. <laughs> He's playing my games with people. <laughs> <laughs> Bad news for Donald Trump, whose lengthy greetings have become notorious. 19 minutes is <laughs> a long time. Wow. He, sh he shared a 19-minute handshake. Well, that's with Shinzo Abe. That's a Japanese dude who was probably yeah. playing some samurai shit on that him. That guy's in Bellator, I think. Okay, first yeah. of all, he was, he was probably, like, shirtless. Yeah. <laughs> Little fucking samurai stare down. And Trump didn't read any of the information in the beginning. He has no idea. Amazing. Amazing handshake. <laughs> I love your country. I love sushi. I love California rolls. <laughs> 19 minutes is crazy. I love video games. He's just... I don't think I've fucked more than 10 times more than 19 minutes. <laughs> oh. Oh, I'm probably twice in my life. Maybe once. <laughs> the fact that this guy... Oh. This guy's sharing handshakes for 19 minutes. That is crazy. That's long, man. That's a long time, kid. What were we talking about, handshakes? We were talking um, about ketamine. And then, and then we, we went into Neil Brennan. Neil Brennan, depression. 
Neil Brennan's funny. Handshakes. He's very funny. He's a great writer. He's a nice guy. Yeah. A lot of people don't get along with him, and I always wonder what that is. I've yeah. always gotten along with that dude. Yeah, I think sometimes he can maybe just, he knows a lot, and so he wants to share it sometimes, maybe. Mm. And if you're dumb or something, then you don't, you don't want more information. You know maybe, so. or maybe you're uncomfortable with someone who's smart uh, and has glasses on. Something about smart dudes with glasses, I feel like they're just yeah. showing off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like we know. Yeah, come on, man. You don't have to have the glasses. I get it. You read. Yeah. Take them off and be blurry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to look at things all perfect and crystal clear. Yeah, come down here with the rest of us. Yeah. yeah. Come look at things blurry. <laughs> um, who do you um who do you hang with in Nashville? You got friends out there? Do you know people? I mean, there's some I mean, there's uh let me see who do I Well, I spend a lot of time I've been touring. Yeah. So that's been crazy. It's been keeping me busy. It's like every weekend I've been out on the road. That's great. So that's been awesome. Do you have guys you bring with you? Yeah, I bring Ari Manis with me. Oh, cool. cool. Um, so he's, you know, he's uh from the store. Yeah, and he's all he's that that dude is something else, man. He is something else. Um, and sometimes I'll just pick up random people. Mm -hmm. So uh, and you, is Zany's your home club? Yeah, but it's hard. It's the only nights really be able to get up there is Monday night. <clears throat> so there's not a lot of opportunity to get up and practice a lot. What is like Tuesday, Wednesday? They have just regular shows there. Yeah, they have other shows going on. It's so popular. It's such a popular club. Yeah, it's a really it's super popular club, and it's nice because great comics come through town, so you get to see them. Yeah, um, that's a great club. That's one of the all time great clubs. Yeah, people love it, and Brian Dorfman runs it, and Lucy, and they've they've been really sweet to me. Yeah. Nate Bargatze lives in town, so I get to see him. I love that dude. Yeah, he's great. He's funny, man. Um, man, that cough button is cool. important. I, I didn't have the cough button. The old studio people used to get mad, but see, this is it, folks. When you see my left hand going there, watch I can talk. I can talk. Yeah. Now I'm talking. <clears throat> <clears throat> <laughs> Drop button's um, huge. But We're well, like there's like Nate Bargatze. So it's you, Nate. Any other comics live in town? Is the ghost yeah. of Ralphie May still hovering Josh around? Josh Wolf lives there. Josh Wolf moved there. Ralphie May um, is dead. Ralphie May is dead. Yeah, the ghost of Ralphie May. The ghost of Ralphie May still looms. Who else? You don't see. I mean, everybody's just been touring right now since things are open. You know, more right. open. Um, right. And. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what else. Some things are interesting. You get caught up in like more like small town kind of or smaller city conversations and stuff, you know? Yeah. Like I I went to the uh like the I went to this gas station the other day and the manager or something comes out and he's like, Hey man, I'm a fan, you know, and nice guy. And he's like, I just want to let you know we got fresh what do you say, fresh baked bread inside, fresh baked pizzas. We we bake everything in house, station? right? Right. Okay. So right, right. That's my first thought. I've just been inside. Okay. There's nothing fresh in this joint. Right? Okay? <laughs> <laughs> nothing in there is fresh. <laughs> nothing in there ever even knew an animal, right? <laughs> or a garden. Zero percent chance, bro. <laughs> this shit is so fake. It's like uh, I don't know. It's kind of like it, anyway. So. I have to sit there and just bullshit with the guy like they're baking fresh in there. So now it's like every time I go in and Trapped see him, you. yes, he's like, if you ever want anything fresh, man, just let me know. We'll pull it right out the oven for you. And I'm that, like, doesn't that suck when someone's real friendly, but what they're selling is bullshit? Oh, it's crazy, man. <laughs> 
So now I have to pretend that I'm smelling like pie and shit when I go like that. <laughs> So you just get in small, ta- you know, smaller city stuff like that. He pulls out pop tarts and pretends he just made them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. He's just doing all of this. Yeah, he's got oh, <laughs> right out of the oven. He's got ratatouille uh, on the speaker system in there. Yeah. <laughs> it's just uh, mm. so stuff like that. You know, you got some crazy guys. You got Kid Rock lives in town. You got yeah. like um, I hung out at Kid Rock's house. Did you what, really? Yeah, dude. Let me tell you this story. I get a text from Kid Rock. Okay. Yeah, oh yeah. <clears throat> he says, "Hey man, he coming to Nashville? Come, uh, come out to my ranch and uh, farm, whatever he calls it, and uh, come hang out." I go, "Fuck yeah!" So yeah, it's me, hype out there. me and Skura took a ride uh, with uh, my buddy Matt and Phil, and we, we went out to Kid Rock spot. And Kid Rock has a fucking spread. Yeah. Kid Rock has a church. <laughs> he does, yeah. He has a church. With horses in it. He owns a fucking church on his property. It's got the whole thing with the peak and the this, the cross. And there's two horses yeah. in there. Yeah, he's got, it's turned into a stable, but it was a church. And his, his place is wild. Yeah. And Jimmy John from Jimmy John's Suds was there. Oh, yeah. Jimmy John's, <laughs> oh, Jimmy John's a buddy of mine, man. He came Great on my guy. podcast. Great guy. Here's where it gets nuts. Yeah. Kid Rock has built a White House. Yeah. Do you know this? Yeah, I've seen it. Have you been there the, in yeah. person? It's like, yeah, I've been it up there. It is an actual White House. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. You know. Listen to me. It's 27,000 square feet, two bedrooms. And not even crazy big bedrooms. Just regular bedrooms. The rest of the house is party. Yeah. <laughs> it is the most wild rock star hillbilly type shit <laughs> it's when you give a hillbilly yeah. when you give a real <clears throat> a real redneck and you give them fucking insane amounts of money they build something like this yeah oh you can get neutered in that bitch in one area <laughs> <laughs> it was so crazy like we were walking around that it just kept getting crazier and crazier it is crazy to go see that place up on that hill yeah he's got a 20 person jacuzzi that looks like an abandoned mine oh, so yeah. it's like all stone walls <laughs> with like exposed wooden beams and like gas lanterns that are hanging from the ceiling like this real he spares no expense real carbon monoxide too pumping into the water Bro, I bet. he's got he built a golden shower yeah. like the shower is all gold it's a giant shower room that's got these like sparkly gold tiles oh, the wildest tile it's crazy i gotta go look and see it makes it's next level shit like when i walked out of there i was like i gotta build a house yeah i gotta build a house that represents me because <laughs> all the houses that i've ever had they were like they were nice houses they're for sale i bought a house this is like he's building this shit yeah and while it's being built he lives in a trailer which yeah. is hilarious. Yeah, I've shot skeet off the back of his trailer before. <clears throat> That's hilarious. Um, yeah, he's, it's nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. He'd been, yeah. Uh, Bob, that's his real name, but Kid yeah. Rock, yeah, he's he's always, sometimes we'll go down to his pub and stuff if he's doing something fun. He's always doing some fun stuff, so he'll invite you out. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jimmy John is a, you know, he's become like a confidant if does I need. Does Jimmy John live there? Does he live in Nashville as well? He does. So he's like, uh, he's a neat guy. He's a really neat guy, and he loves big game hunting and stuff like you do. Yeah. So I'm sure you guys know some of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, we were talking about hunting a lot. Um, but his whole spread is so crazy. Yeah, when you get out to Kid Rock's place, it's something else. Um, it's pretty funny. But it's things like, like that are interesting. Yeah, it's like what you would expect <clears throat> from a rock star. Yeah. Like what you would hope a rock star would do. Like if you were yes. a Kid Rock fan, like, God, I hope Kid Rock lives like a baller. Well, he does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that's one thing. He li- yeah, like he lives it to the nth degree, man. Yeah, he goes all out. He's a real fucking dirt serpent, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dirt serpent. He really is. Yeah. <laughs> a dirt serpent. That's what David Spade calls him all the time. That's funny. And that's pretty funny. That's funny because David Spade, when he played Joe Dirt, is basically playing like a miniature version of Kid Rock with no talent. And Kid Rock was in that movie. Oh, that's right. But like like Joe Dirt is like Kid Rock. Yes. Kid Rock wasn't a like a rock star. Oh yeah. Right? Kind of. Yeah, dude. Oh, but totally. Tiny. Dude, I thought that thing was a documentary when I first saw Joe Dirt, I remember. I thought I didn't even know like, you know, between documentaries and movies. And I remember thinking, damn, his parents left him at the Grand Canyon, dude. Uh, and I thought I was jealous. I was like, damn, dude, to get to go to the Grand Canyon, you know? <laughs> Have you never been? Uh-uh. Wow, well, you got to go, man. I would like to go. It's not that. I'll big go deal. one time, maybe when I get a wife or something. Yeah, wait till then. Something you get to say for a wife. I'm ready for a wife. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Get yourself a Nashville wife. Yeah, I gotta get something, man. I gotta get. I gotta. I'll try to stay. I gotta get better at being in like in a committed. Yeah. Get get one of them Tennessee girls. It's got a sweet accent with that risky biscuit cook. on them. Yeah. Likes to cook. Yeah. Wears cut off jeans. Yeah. Cowboy boots with no socks. Cut off bras. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. Cut off genetics, you mean? Is you that what you're talking about? This definitely. <laughs> yeah, we got fresh, we got fresh baked pizzas every day here. I'm like, bitch, you have fucking Bro, you say that, but it's worth the risk because what if you went in there and they had amazing bread? Yeah. Like I there's a gas station that I found out here that sells tacos and they're fucking bomb. They're really good. Like I read a review. And I was like, where is this fucking place? And I, I, I followed it on the maps, and I got to a, a gas station. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like, I think it's in the gas station. Like, this is crazy. And I went in the gas station, and they, they serve tacos. Dang. And they're legit. Like, they got, like, a grill back there. There's a Ooh. dude actually making them. Yeah. Like, okay. This smells. I'm smelling this still. Let me get another hit. You want another one? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so gangster. Yeah, buddy, that's <laughs> how we do it. Uh, go ahead. One, two, three, go. I gotta join you. Yeah, my man. I can't be a, I can't be a pussy. <laughs> my man. Uh, <clears throat> here we go. You know I love you. <laughs> okay, what did that guy <sighs> say? To him? Yeah. Yeah, he said I love you, and you can't have love without sex. That's what he said. Oh yeah. I'll never forget that. I was like, oh great. I gotta stab this dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn, dude. Oh. Um. Yeah, I'm trying. I mean, Ooh. Nashville's amazing. Also, things that are close, like like I went to Chattanooga the other day and did shows. Like that was to drive over. Here's one thing I'm finding amazing: driving to shows. Yeah. Chain, right. Oh, I can sleep on the way. Like we're getting a tour bus for the first time coming oh, up. Oh shit! I've never done that. I don't know if I like it or not. Call Bert. Bert's the master of knowing. Oh yeah, of knowing. He's the tour bus master. He is. He gets his face on the bus. He doesn't even give a fuck if people know it's his bus. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't even hide. His his face is all over his bus. Yeah, he goes hard. He does. Yeah. <clears throat> but I'm like, how does he not worry about being stalked by crazy people? Like, how many crazy drunks want to chase or, yeah. after Bert? An alcoholic driver hitting him. That would be my biggest concern. Yeah, that's how they'd want to go out, right? Yeah. If you were hammered and you found Bert's tour bus, you're like, oh, this is it. I'm changing lanes. <laughs> <laughs> Bang. <laughs> Head on. <laughs> Right? The machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could happen, man. That's that's probably how it's gonna happen. Um, he's got a movie coming out. I know. Bert Crusher is gonna busy. be gigantic. 
Have you seen that video of him in Tallahassee on stage where he got the whole audience to put their phones up and he was like having them cheer like fucking Viking shit? I don't know if I've seen any of that. It's wild, man. Burt is blowing the fuck up. He is on stage, and there's thousands of people in this audience with the lights from their cell phone, and they're chanting some kind of Tallahassee cheer yeah. that they do that they only know down there when they wear flip-flops all day. Yeah. And they're, it's wild, man. With those sunburned toe tops. Yeah, man. It's crazy. Yeah, he's really uh, beloved. Oh, my God. So much so. Oh Look at this. Thing. And what is that, a rib cage? What does he have? It's like an arrow. Oh. It's a really dumb arrow because there's too many feathers on it. it it's an arrow down. from someone who's never killed anything with an arrow. <laughs> look at this. Play that. But look how many people are doing this. There's thousands of people in there. That's comedy, man. People are hyped up. And his shoes match that arrow. That's cool. <laughs> but he's the he's the tour bus master. He does tours. You know, Bert's his schedule. If you look at his, oh, um, scares me. I don't know how he does it and not die. He, That's he, what scares me. It's. I feel like it. I, I. I don't know if I could handle it. Maybe it's weak of me saying that. I think he's. It's crazy. I mean, I, I don't think it's sustainable. Did you feel scared? Like sometimes I felt scared, like about moving, not being in Los Angeles, like that. I would. Like things would fall apart, you know. Did you ever feel like that or have fear about that? No, no. I looked forward to it. I was look, I was pumped to move here. I, I like risks. I got this weird part of me that likes when the unknown is happening. I enjoy it. I get excited because I feel like uh, I could like if you're successful and things are going too well, you could get very stagnant and you can get comfortable being successful. So I like to do dangerous shit. I like to do new things. When I do new things that I suck at, and then you have to learn, I think it excites a part of your brain that mm. doesn't exist otherwise. Like to, for me, to go to a new market, like a new place, like Austin, where I've been coming since the 90s, I've been coming here forever, and I love this town, I've always loved it. It's like out of the places that I thought I could live, this is one of them. But when my family was interested in it, when my children really wanted to move here, and my wife was willing, I'm like, we're in, let's go. I'm like, I had no hesitation whatsoever. I'm like, I could do comedy anywhere. And I'm like, the podcast had gotten big enough yeah. where I'm like, I am pretty sure I could do the podcast anywhere. Anywhere. I don't think I have a problem with getting people to come to it because it's beneficial to them. Oh, yeah. I'm I was like, excited to come. I was excited to have you. But I'm like, if I could just fly people out, I don't think, because I was flying people out to LA all the time. Like all those doctors and scientists and, 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 and scholars that I was talking to on the podcast, I'd fly them out. I I've, I've flew people out two, three times a week sometimes. Wow. So I was like, I'll just fly them to Austin. It's, it's in the center. You know, so if like you're coming from New York, it's a quicker flight. If you're coming from LA, it's not that bad. It's like, and if you're traveling two places, it's much more convenient. But the thing that gets me when I got here, like right away, I was like, people are so much more friendly. Oh yeah. They're regular people. And it made me more friendly. Mm. It made me more relaxed. It's like we were dealing with that crazy showbiz manic energy in LA. Oh yeah. I you think know? it burnt me up. It may, yeah. Oh, my neighbor in Nashville. He's like he coaches soccer at Lipscomb. You know, at a at a at a college. And he's like the the other day, a snake. Uh, Bobby Lee sent me a snake in the mail, which is I in feel like mail? is illegal. Yeah. Was it alive? A living snake that uh, that came out of a box into my home. Why did he do that? Like as a prank, you know. Fucking Bobby. It was a lot, but you know, game on. 
Um, <laughs> what are you sending him now? But my neighbor then comes over to help me. Like people are like wanting that, you know, people are like nice and like, it's just funny. Like um, I've felt super accepted over there. Um, like I get to meet some of my favorite, like I like a lot of country music, you know, like Morgan Wallen, Blake Shelton, like those are mm. guys I've gotten to meet, you know, oh, just that's cool. some stuff like that you get to meet, like just yeah. people you never thought, like um, Clay Matthews lives there, he he, he plays football. Um, I don't know, there's just all types of people, you just, I don't know, it's just been interesting and just everybody there is so nice, they're like yeah. happy to have you, like hey, what's yeah. up man, I'm glad you're here. Yeah, that's like you're how, glad I'm somewhere. Like I've never felt like that in my life. <laughs> Thank you. That's that's what's been happening to me out here too. It's the same vibe, and um, it's just the regular people. I think as comedians, we are connected to aspects of show business that are not good for comedy. Mm -hmm. I mean, like if you're a comedian and you're trying to get on a sitcom in the 1990s. In the 1990s, that was uh, it was important. You needed to get on a sitcom if you wanted to have like a touring. If you wanted to be able to have a touring presence, if you were on a sitcom, everybody's like, "Oh, there's that guy from that show," and then they come to see you. But now with the internet, I think that is not necessary anymore. Yeah. And in fact, it gets in the way because these guys that do want to be on those shows, they'll change their act. And because they're worried about saying something controversial or something that might be taken out of context uh, or misconstrued, comedy is about ex you got to express yourself in the funniest way possible. And you and me and all those guys that were at the store when we were at the store all the time, we're we're saying wild shit and we're saying wild shit to make each other laugh. Like I specifically remember you saying something really wild and me laughing in the back of the room and then you laughing at us laughing. Oh yeah. You know, it's like- <laughs> That's so much fun. It's so much fun. But all that stops if there's a producer in the audience that's like, what he's saying is very controversial. His cousin got bit by a gay guy. Like, what is that supposed to mean? Right. Like, we can't have that. You know, like that kind of thing where you might want to take that bit out of your act or you might want to tone this thing down or you might want a virtue signal. You might want to you you might want to say something about like you know how these non-binary people are people too yeah. like and these people that don't support that well don't come to my show you might want to take a stand so those producers listen to you like we see that with comedians you see that with some comedians that get like deeply embedded in in the Hollywood community oh, of girl, business, Joe. The other day, a girl did a did a set at my a show. She was on the same show as me, right? It was it was my show, you know. Or, or, and she come. I, she was on the show as a comedian, right? So we're on the same show, and the show was it was pretty diverse audience. When I looked out there, it was like a lot of female, a lot of Latinos, you know. Uh, Viva la Mexico, you know. Viva. A lot of, a lot of Mexicanos, you know, right. and uh, and some whites out there. And so she comes backstage after. And she goes, I just want to say, you're really doing your job. You have a very diverse audience. You're really doing your job. And that shit fucking, I was like, what? I don't care who, I mean, right. I care who comes, that they're good people and they're, they're, yeah. they want to have a good time. But I don't, I can't pick each type. What, what is even happening? It's the dumbest thing to think about. Like I, I just want people to have fun. Yeah. If I if I go out there and I see everyone's black and they're having a great time, great. Yeah. If I go out and I see everybody's white and they're having a good time, it doesn't bother me. Like where's the Asian representation? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think yeah. that. I never look out in the audience and look for Asian people. It's like nonsense.
<clears throat> we're getting to this point where we're we're trying so hard to show people that we're not racist that we're thinking in a, a sort of a racist way you know oh yeah i think well it was interesting even after like uh, some of the blm stuff i think some of it turned into like this black supremacy thing i felt like sometimes and that made me feel sometimes like it was making more racial issue in the world than well, there was i think it has to but that's just down. my perception i think what happens is like Look, clearly, this country has a fucking horrible racist history of slavery, of Jim Crow laws, of segregation and redlining. And we yeah. moved out of that. We tried, like, there's the civil rights movement of the 1960s and then through the 70s and the 80s. And everything is, like, slowly getting better. But there's waves, right? There's the Charlottesville Tiki Torch douchebags. And then there's people that, you know, they they push back this way and that way. And it's, like, waves of things that need to settle. But the way they settle is with love, and friendship and 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 community this is the way they settle like we all just realize like I love everyone I love people that are interesting I don't give a fuck where they're from I, I, I do in that it's interesting to hear where you're from you're from India you're from Bangladesh you're from M Myanmar tell me I, Wyoming I'm even yeah, shit. Wyoming fuck yeah I'm interested in people yeah I don't I don't like one group of people better than I like another group of people, yeah. especially based on something that they, d I do like comedians more than most people because they're wilder, but I don't like them if they're brown or yellow or white. I don't give a fuck. So what's interesting to me is who are you? I think eventually we'll get to that place yeah. as, a, as a society where all we care about is what Martin Luther King said. Don't judge a man by the color of his skin, but by the content of his character. Yeah. That's what we're going to get to there. And we're, we're going to battle it back. And you're going to have grifters along the way. And this is the problem. This is what you see in that Colin Kaepernick Netflix special. This is what you see in some of the people that are complaining online. They're grifters. And th what their business is is, is racial it? tension. Their business is accentuating racial tension, highlighting racial tension, yeah. hi highlighting racial biases, and ex distorting them. And then they make a living off of that. That's how they sell books. That's how they do- uh, That's crazy It, it is me. crazy. That's how they do speeches, and they get paid to speak at universities and, and corporations. And there's a, an incentive for them to continue accentuating the strife in this country but why do people grasp onto that and not try and see a different thing i mean it's also this is i only know my own perspective but why do people not like why do people still grasp onto that well because if if you are financially incentivized to continue to grasp onto it you will if I you're see. a person who's gotten a tremendous amount of attention and social media attention by accentuating racial differences and and talking about them and highlighting them then that becomes your go-to move just like you know some comics have like a fucking a thing that they do all the time you might be a redneck right yeah. that becomes your move like you got to keep doing that right yeah. There's a thing that people do when it gets a lot of attention and it, it like Colin Kaepernick, what's the thing that's got him a lot of attention? Highlighting racism. Yeah. So now he takes it so far that it's ludicrous, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Yeah. He takes it so far that a guy who's made $43 million in this fucking business of, a high, you know, of pursuing this athletic glory is complaining and saying that that athletic glory is akin to slavery yeah which doing is the slavery was thing. way tougher too than any of these two a days that's crazy you know what i'm saying if you look at that kind of stuff those guys are banging hoes and driving rolls 
Oh. They're driving fucking Bentleys. Yeah, I could barely even make it through Amistad. You know what I'm saying? I could watch uh, Hard Knocks eat much easier. You yes. know what I'm saying? Joey Diaz was in the longest yard. Was he really? <laughs> yes. Oh, I bet it was a fucking hella long yard if he was yeah. blunting up there. And it, I bet it took a half hour to get through it, man. It's, it's, I miss him, dude. That's one thing I, I think him. I miss, man. I, I think miss him dearly. There's one thing I think I was like... It's so different when you go to the comedy store. Yeah. It's just so different, man. Dude, a friend of mine, I don't want to say who it was, went back there and said it was terrible. They said the, the lineup sucked. No one was there. Will and it like ever be the same, me. you think? No. Not if they keep telling everyone they have to be vaccinated. Yeah. And, you know, like even comics that have already had COVID and gotten over it and have the antibodies like you, you got to be vaccinated? Like, why? Well, they emailed Jeff Scott, the dead pianist, and made him, wanted him to send him a vax card. I'm like, come on, give this guy a fucking break. <laughs> Poor Jeff. He's a big part of why the store will never be the same. Yeah. That guy was the, like, as far as like non comedians, obviously number one was Mitchie. When Mitzi was gone, it was like, God damn. Was it really? You remember that? Oh, it was so hard for me. It was like the feeling that Mitzi was gone. Like, I can't believe she's gone. I knew she was dying, but. She was so important. Oh, when she died, I'm thinking more of when she actually physically kind of left the premises. Well, she before. left the premises long before she died. And I, it was kind of that like prepared people for her death. But out of all the people that have ever lived yeah. that are important for comedy, she's the most important ever that's not a comedian. She is number one. Without her, I would never, never have gotten through comedy. I would never, I would never have been who I am. Wow. And, and that would be the case with most of the comedians that came out of the store. She was the, she was the godmother. She was the fucking queen. Hmm. That, that lady was, you know, she was a wild woman, man, who just supported comedy hook, line, and sinker. When, when, when someone would like do something crazy on stage and Mitzi would get a letter, like about that, like a complaint, she would laugh, like, ah, listen to this. She thought it was so funny. She never caved. Like, all this social media pressure, that wouldn't have done shit to Mitzi. Wow. That lady was bulletproof. She didn't give a fuck. She knew what she wanted. What she wanted was wild comedy. That lady uh, supported wild comedy. If people didn't like each other, she put them on next to each other, back to back. Gang. Make them bring each other up. Yeah, <laughs> let's go. Put Keith Peterson in between them. Yeah. Yeah. She All wanted right. chaos. Yeah. That lady loved chaos. She was, she was amazing. She was a once-in-a-lifetime human being. Wow. Yeah, yeah I wish I'd have gotten to probably her know debt. her better. For, really? Forever in her debt. That's, that's cool to hear, man forever yeah i think we all are in a lot of ways when i think about man dude sometimes it's like i just think about the lineup i would look at the lineup and we'd be like yep. you segura whitney Joey. coco yeah, when diaz's music starts Neil up brennan jesselneck it was like diaz one after the other in a jumpsuit walking yeah. up there he's yeah. all yeah all yeah, yeah she uh she you know did she used to call him fat baby do you know Joey? that? Yeah, Joey's name. You know, J Mitzi would give people names. Does Joey mean fat baby in Spanish or no. not in Spanish? No, 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 no. Italian? She just decided to call him fat baby. So Joey's name, when he would go on stage, like you would see it on the lineup. You know, like you'd see like Theo Vaughn, fat baby. <laughs> it would just... <laughs> That was his name, was Fat Baby. That was a good name. She nickname. just decided, well, I'm going to call him Fat Baby. <laughs> she just called him. 
It was uh, amazing. And it would it would say that on the lineup. It would say fat baby. I'd love to see him snuggled uh, up snuggled up somewhere with a big Salamone sandwich. Uh, yeah. She loved him, man. She I bet he was a handsome Joey. little baby too. Oh, uh, he was a cute kid. I, there's photos of Joey when he was really young dancing. Oh, could you imagine? You never seen? Nuh-uh. Look at this fucking lineup. Fat Baby right there. there See he it? Is. Look yeah. at that. Look at that lineup. Paulie Shore. <laughs> Shane Matosh. Sam Tripoli. Kurt Fox, baby. Trip. Brett Ernst. Maz Jabrani. Kurt Fox. Brian Holtzman. And then Fat Baby bringing in the Kinnison spot. Let's Argus go. Hamilton. God damn. Oh. Rick Ingram. Look, Rick Ingram used to be Richard. Ooh. 2003, he was Richard Ingram. Time. He wasn't even Rick. Didn't have time for it. Wow, that is wild. Dropping That's a the shard. Fat baby. Um, Brian Holtzman. So there was a, uh, for Jeff Scott, there was a memorial on Zoom, right? And so every, it was like 70 or 80 people on the memorial, right? And, uh, and you know, Holtzman's outlandish. He says, like, he's like the last, like, most outlandish voice there is, really, a lot of times. And so we're all in this memorial. People are saying like sad stuff. People are sharing. It's going around. And uh, someone would, when anytime someone would kind of start kind of crying when they were telling their story, Holson would chime in and he'd be like, "He had AIDS." He would just <laughs> like, "Bro, he, he had AIDS," <laughs> and the whole place would die, die laughing, bro. Holtzman. Do you know? He was a homosexual. He had AIDS. <laughs> and, I mean, bro, even Jeff Scott's sister on there, everybody is dying. Uh, and it was like, uh, uh, and Jeff was open about that. I'm not trying to out him or anything. And he, and he would tell you this story. Well, he had HIV, but he was, he um, had taken that medication and he was testing negative. Those yeah. protease inhibitors, the, the medication they have for HIV is amazing. Oh, you can beat everything now. Yeah. Okay. Now, nah, well, HIV for sure. But, but that uh, was like, that, that, dude, I just, that was comedy to me when it was like, it was just this safe space. We're all there. Yeah. And you could say whatever you wanted. But you knew that he was saying it for fun and that we would know it totally. and we would understand it. So it was a seriously risky thing to say. Yeah. If you looked at it in, in quotes in a newspaper article, it would be horrific. Yeah. But in the moment, it was magic, right? Oh, it was totally magic. It I'll never forget perfect. when, uh, do you remember Susan Smith, the lady who drowned oh. her kids? She drowned her kids and she blamed it on someone else. She like said like someone took, took her kids and killed them. Oh. Joey Diaz was on stage like a week later. I heard those were bad kids. <laughs> I heard they sat that close to the TV. They didn't put away their blocks. They were always spilling their fucking milk. Those kids will not be missed. <laughs> Those kids will not be missed. And you can see the people in the OR just going, what the fuck? Wow. After 9-11, Mitzi would not let Holtzman on stage for two weeks. Because <laughs> she knew it could She's get like, weird. No, don't let him up. <laughs> <laughs> she knew he wouldn't be able to help himself. He would say something fucked up, so she didn't give him any spots for like two weeks. <laughs> Don't let him up. Dude, uh, I miss going in the back and seeing Joey up, sitting on that yeah. freezer. You and Red Van over by that post over yeah. there talking. Some well, crazy UFC fighter was going to come in that night, and everybody was all <laughs> excited. I remember when Al Jermaine Sterling came in yeah. one night, and people were so excited to see him. Yeah. Um, I just remember all, it was just there was so many little things going on. It was just magic. Well, I'm, we want to recreate that here. 
want to make our own version of that. Yeah, how, 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 I how, bought a club. That's what I'll I heard. I'll tell you everything when we get off. I'll, okay. I'll end this and I'll tell you everything. But okay. it's very exciting. We're we've closed on a building. We're we're in the middle of construction. Everything's happening. You know, got Adam out here. Curtis is oh, out he here. Oh, I'm meeting him in a little bit. Eric, you got yeah. Eric here. Yeah, we got Eric. Yes, Eric came to help us. Yeah, we got um. It's awesome, man. We're we're very excited, and we got a lot of things happening here. It's it's the ball's rolling in the perfect direction, and the the goal for the clubs do it the right way. Just have like a place that one hundred percent supports comedy. Yeah. Not think about it like some business where we're trying to like make the most amount of money off the customers. Uh. Uh-uh. It's just about comedy because I make my money from other stuff. I'm right. not I'm not trying to make money off that. Right. I'm not thinking of it as a business where I'm trying to get rich. I'm thinking of it as a thing where I'm trying to support this art form that I love, and then hopefully get as many people to move out here as I can. Gang man. Yo. Well, Theo Vaughn, fuck keep, Nashville. Keep me look. Hey, oh, come on, man. You're, you're one it. of my fucking all stars. You're one of my goals to get here. Well, thank 100%. you, man. It would be look. I'm honored to be a part of the uh, of the group. So uh, listen, we'd I'll love to have it. you. Let's do it. Once once we're up and running, I will send the bat signal. If you want to buy the house I bought, then that would help. If you want to <laughs> I think you can sell it. I'm I'll sure sell you can sell it. <laughs> you, I'll, I'll buy it and yeah, sell it to go. somebody else. Now we're talking. All right, now we're talking. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap this bitch up because I got to pee. Okay. I love you, man. It's I great love to you see too, you. man. I got the new Netflix special. A lot of people can That's check right. it out. That's right. And, uh, Tell everybody what's the name of it. It's just called Regular People. It's on Netflix. And um, and how many Netflix specials do you have right now? I got two. Two. And the first time I was ever on here was uh, when I had my first one. So thank you for having me back on. My pleasure. And uh, yeah, we filmed it at the Ryman in Nashville, man. Oh, that's a great fucking place. Oh, oh that's beautiful. Yeah. That place is. Cla- that's uh, Bill Burr filmed one of his specials there too. Yeah, he did. The Ryman's the shit. That's he a sure great did. place. Uh, thank you very much. My pleasure, brothers. Thanks, great Jamie. You. You too, Bye, everybody. Bro.